Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. It is the 100th episode, and it took a long time for us to get here, uh, about four years, I do believe, but uh, it's been worth it. It's been a lot of fun. I've definitely enjoyed myself along the way, and hopefully uh, you guys have been enjoying yourselves as well. So today we have on with us my brother, Mr. Andrew Hoffman. I couldn't think of a better person to bring on for the 100th episode. He's been there for me with this podcast before we got started and all the way through, and he's one of our favorite guests, and he's certainly one of our funniest guests, and I definitely enjoy the time to sit down with him, and today we got into all kinds of crazy different things as we normally do. Uh, Started off by updating kind of what's been going on in his life and why he's not been on the episodes uh, too much here recently as he's had a lot of personal things that he's been dealing with, so we kind of touched on those a little bit with the the amount that he wanted to share, obviously, and then we got into the normal craziness that is our conversations. It certainly was a lot of fun, and hopefully you guys enjoy. So please, without any further ado, sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have a very special episode. This is episode number 100. This is four years in the making. It's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of fun for me. Hopefully the listeners are having fun as well. And I couldn't think of anybody better to bring on for the 100th episode than my brother, Mr. Andrew Hoffman. Andrew, welcome. Hello there. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Appreciate that. You have been a big help in the success and the... Uh, entertainment side of of this uh, podcast. You've been there helping me from before we got it launched to doing tons of episodes throughout and kind of being like one of my regular guests slash co-hosts. So I greatly appreciate all that you've done and I look forward to, well, what we're going to do together hopefully in this podcast going forward. So thank you so much for being here. Well, yeah, I mean, it, sir, I was thinking on my way over here, you know, just trying to think how long it's been and I mean, it's got to be pushing a Close to a year, maybe? I mean, it feels like... For the last time you've been on? Since the last time I've been on, it's yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we obviously kind of took a little bit of a break with the, um, kind of like the political... Yeah, um, all the... Uh, American honesty Yeah, the American thing. honesty segments, and even just like the regular political stuff that we would normally yeah. get into. Um, we, we all kind of got burned out on that a little bit, had to take a bit of a refresher... Yeah, yeah, it was nothing like we didn't like sit down and convene and and have a meeting about it. But I think it was kind of just like all of us just needed a break. Yeah, we all knew it. It, it was it yeah. was completely understood. We were kind of on the same page. <laughs> yes, there's only, I mean, and that, that's how that's how politics goes for me. It's like I get really excited and into it, and I get involved, and then I get so distraught and disheveled, like I am right now. Uh, that I just, I need a break and I have to get my mind away from it a little bit. I mean, literally speaking of politics, in the last election that we just had here recently, I didn't even vote. Mm-hmm. I got online. I mean, you and I kind of talked about this the last time we met up for dinner. And it's like, 
I was so distressed by the lack of good choices. It was like there's a shitty choice on the right and there's a shitty choice on the left. And that's the only option. It's like, where is there like a good me- middle ground? Like, where, where's where's the person that actually represents America that's somewhere in the middle? Like, what the fuck is going on? Why do I only have two shitty fucking choices? And I just, I was so distressed. I, I didn't even vote. I know some people are going to get mad at me about that. And it's understandable. I get it. But I just, I couldn't go in there and just do what everybody else does and vote for the lesser of two evils. Like, in my opinion, I think we need to vote for the, the right option, no, no matter the consequences. Like, Great example is the last presidential election. I wrote in Tulsi Gabbard. I thought she was our best option who ran in all the primaries and all that kind of stuff. So I've got no problem in doing that. But well, I, was, I was just – I was very stressed out. <laughs> I don't think you need to feel bad about not voting, first of all. I mean, who was – and I, I really apologize. Dennis. Was it, was it the, 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 uh, the military? Dennis. Guy? Yeah, and, and he – I think we talked about um, – how he, I think he he mentioned how he he also he looks at it like he doesn't let other people dictate what he does in his life. Yeah, he makes his own choices, and with that, there are certain repercussions. You know, if, like if you if you do what you want to do, and if there are laws against that, you can get yourself into trouble if you get caught. It's like anything else, right? It's, it's not illegal to sell drugs; like it's just illegal to get caught with drugs. You know, it's just kind of how that works. Um, yeah, you know, I I was thinking about. You know, we we kind of remember talking, you know, over dinner about that as far as, you know, looking at the quality of, of a candidate, basically, and, and whether or not that determines, I guess, you know, what does it take to earn a vote, I guess, is would be the question. So, you know, I'm thinking, like, if we're, if we're just going to be, like, honest with ourselves when we view, like, you know, I guess a primary election like we just did – um most people, and I'm, I, I'm not basing this really off of anything. I guess maybe just from what I've seen and from what I, you know, hear in discussion. Yeah, people you've talked. I to don't and- hear nobody's talking candidates. You know, you don't. Nobody's talking candidates at work. Nobody's talking candidates. You know, well, you've been taught not to talk about politics. Yeah, and they it's say like, it's offensive and it, it hurts people's feelings, so we, we're not allowed to talk about these important topics. Yeah, so you, you know, so where do you go? You go to social media, and you well, know, like like us, like we go to a podcast. Yeah, and we talk about it on a podcast. And what you see is 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 you know completely predictable. You're obviously going to see from the from the candidate and from their campaign, you're going to see you know the best, the highlights. You're going to see the highlight reel and. You know, I'll be honest, you know, there's, you can make a, a highlight reel and, and sell it to anybody, basically, you know, it's like if everybody, regardless of your political affiliation or whatever, is obviously capable of doing good and helpful and productive things, and those things should be highlighted, and obviously that's when you're going to see when you when you look at somebody's campaign, and then predictably you can see from the other campaign not only their highlight reel, but, you know, they've got daggers going at the other guy for, you know, everything he's ever that's done all, wrong. That's all it is. It's and, mudslinging. And, and, not, and the funny thing is not only things that he's done wrong, but, you know, he's vote, he, he's voted in line with this person so many percent of the time. So it's not only that he – it's not like he's passing bad legislation. It's like he's friends with somebody who's also passing bad legislation too. So that's <laughs> double bad. So it's like um, who's – I, I, I would be genuinely interested in knowing, but who's who's going for information, seeking it at these places, seeing what they're seeing, and 
changing their mind. You know what I'm saying? If anything, it's like, I, I just don't, I don't see it being, none of it's persuasive. All of it is, is you're just, everyone, it's just digging in, Yeah, you know, it's, it's just each side digging in and it, it, what it can do is it can make you be like, okay, I'm going into this election. I'm going a straight red ticket, no matter what, I don't care. You know, and that's could be your mindset going in from the beginning. And then what you do is you go look at your candidates and you're, oh, look at this guy. Oh, I knew. And you see his highlight reel and you're like, man, I knew he was great. Of course he's great. Of course I'm right. Yeah. You know, of course. Because no one would ever go back and look at their voting yeah. record and, then, and, and then see you, what they've actually yeah. done in politics. And then yeah. you see something from the other side that, you know, this guy, but, you know, saying what the guy did that was bad and you're just like, how fucking dare you to say something bad about this guy I just learned about 22 minutes ago? You know, it's like, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, it is a big game. I mean, that's not a, an original opinion, but of course. politics is a game and we're the voters. We're playing along just like everybody else, you know, and you look, maybe you're one of those people out there that get, and, and it, it, they're true. They're out there. I've had them as friends in the past, you know, and you get fired up around primaries and you're, donating all your time and you're volunteering and i that's admirable i mean it's admirable to be passionate about anything politics included so yes that's it i look at that as being it's admirable um but i don't understand you we i don't i can't i don't share the same <laughs> i don't know yeah like i i admire your passion 100 percent um but I don't, I don't know how you can get passionate about political candidates right now. Yeah, right now. Like, yeah, I've, I've, I've been in the past, and I thought that there might be some good candidates who could possibly get in there and change all the corruption, yeah. the lies, and the bullshit, and just be a real fucking person, and, and not just be a lying sack of shit, you know. But I've gotten to the point now where I'm just, I don't think it's even possible. You know, I've always tried to stay very optimistic. About, hey, you know, it's going to be okay. They're going to figure things out. It's not going to be so bad. You know, like, don't worry about it. But now I'm just, I'm almost to the point where, like, I I think about the only thing that's going to fix this country is a fucking hostile takeover. Well, I mean, I, I, the, I understand, like, as far as I agree with you when it comes to I don't see a reasonable solution um i think i just don't think the american people have it in them for any type of and 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 maybe that's a good thing in the long run i don't know i mean i don't i I, i'm not i'm not trying to champion any any civil war or anything but like there unfortunately there's lots of people who are and i think a war is a bad thing to go about it I think this is a information this is like this is a battle of ideas. We need to fix bad ideas with better ideas. You know, but I just Well, I, I could see I mean if a I mean let's look on a long enough I mean obviously let's not be short sighted. Let's look hundreds of years down the line and assume that America is somehow is gonna make it through that and the or the world in general. Could there be a split down in that amount of time? Absolutely. I am just very interested in you know could it go down nonviolently? Because I don't see a scenario where it goes down violently. Because it, the government is just too overwhelming. I mean, even for the for the you know for the population, I feel. And like I said, yeah, if if you could have everybody on board, like you do sometimes in some countries where you see revolutions and stuff like that. But again, um, I, I believe this is a revolution of ideas. It's yeah. not a revolution of pick up your shotgun and go march on the Capitol. So, like, that shit's not going to work. So uh, so then what you're saying, then when you're talking about a, a hostile split, are you meaning like a 
metaphorical hostile? I, like- I, I don't know exactly. That That's the problem. It's like, in, in my opinion, at this point, the only way to fix it is to get rid of all the people who are currently in politics and then redo the entire system so that there's term limits, you can't have lobbying, you can't do yeah, all but- these kind of things, you can't have this... You know, years of corruption and somebody like Joe Biden, who's been in office for how many fucking years, or like right or left, doesn't matter. I don't care what side you're on. It's like you shouldn't be in politics for that long. You should come in, make your mark and then leave and go somewhere else. And the fact that they all, you know, can like have all these benefits when they leave and all these kind of things like that's not how this was meant to be. Like if you look back when the country first started, people would come in, they would do their duties, do a couple of tours and in well, it's not really a tour. What do you call that? Um term a term in office or what have you and they would go back to their business and run their business like that was what they were supposed to do and they were they were well off they were wealthy people they had the time to be able to go do that and i understand that that's fine but we've got all these career politicians and it's like we've got to get rid of that well here's what you're here's what you're you're warring against here is momentum like you mentioned things were were that way when we started where they're at now even if you could somehow hypothetically start from scratch with the government Humans are so used to governing themselves and being governed, you know, in a in a certain way that whatever we came up with would just morph back into what we have. And that's why you need to set these things like as laws. Like you our, can't our political do this now. structure is a perfect mirror of our you know, what I see as far as our human nature. Of course. And if you look back like at the Federalist Papers, which I am way too fucking stupid to understand because I've been to meetings and stuff and I've tried to read them and understand them and talk about them, discuss them with other people. And I'm like reading this shit and it's like, I'm way too fucking stupid for this, which is hilarious because a lot of people would say now that we're much more advanced than we were 200 years ago, you know, around the, around yeah. the founding of this country. But it's like, but those papers were published in the regular newspapers and your average everyday farmers and whoever would read those and go to town halls and discuss them. So it's like all those people understood these things. And nowadays only like seasoned lawyers can possibly understand them. So it's like, are we really getting smarter? Yeah. And the answer I, is no, we're not getting I, I smarter. I feel like as indiv- you know, individuals, like our top astrophysicists now are technically they're smarter than the older, you know, than the one. I don't know if they are. They well, might be more technically that's what I'm saying. savvy, say, yeah, but they're not smarter. They're, they have more they knowledge they because they, they don't have the wisdom to understand how to utilize that knowledge. Well, let me. Here's what I'm going. Here's what I'm going with this. Is that yeah? I feel like yeah, like our best and brightest right now are bester and more brighter just because of the way that that we that are. We've evolved with technology, but I will say this: as a people, as a group, we are much dumber. Oh, much, much. And if, dumber. And if you disagree with that, like, fucking go to Walmart. You, you made a, a great point. Your average citizen back then, when it, in s- small towns and stuff like that, they were involved. They went to their they had to, to their meetings. It was part of their livelihood because they know, were all business owners. They had jobs, and they probably served somewhat in the public sector as like a, maybe a, a deputy or, or you know something like that. Oh, but very few of them actually had employments. Most of them were self-employed. Yeah. They, they all had their own sure. jobs. Like that, oh, yeah, that's one. Well. Of, that's yeah. one of the big things that's been the downfall of our society. Yeah, and now it's just kind of like what I was saying earlier. Kind of, where you know I'm. Unapologetically, going to say where I fall too. It's just, it's it's apathy because it's it's at least in my view, it's you're looking at something that you can't impact. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's human nature. Yeah, That's the and like I'm, I'm, you're looking at if if an individual person looks at the system, quote unquote, 
they have they they know they're looking at something that that they really feasibly have no way to impact. So it takes a different type of person, a special person, to not get apathetical. I, I feel like apathy would be the norm, the default when looking at something like that. But thankfully, there are people that can can look at it and and try to you know take their shots at it. But um, they're they're different type of people. They're special people. Like helmet kind of special people, or <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, like, uh, and 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 more often than not, too, they're the people with the with means to, so, you know, to to do that change. You know, you kind of look at like what Elon's doing, and you can, you know, worship the man or, or spit on him. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. But like, in in my opinion, it looks like he's genuinely trying to help the human race. Well, and that and thing, even, even like I was saying, like regardless of your opinion of him, he's. He's, I, I don't know. I feel like he's using. I, I'd like to think that if I had money like that, I'd probably use it to troll a little bit, like he does. And um, you would be I, a I would major def- troll. I would definitely, I would definitely make my fair share of enemies very quickly, <laughs> like like he has. So, um, in that in that sense, I feel like a kindred spirit with him. But sometimes I I do like the dude can can seriously cringe out a little bit, and um, but you can't deny that. Um, there is an individual by whatever you want to say. Oh, he his dad and his diamond mines and all this. What I don't care. Okay, you could say what with what he had. Look at what he has done. He's built like what three of the most yeah incredible businesses. And, then, and, and, and ultimately, and if you ultimately ask yourself, you know, why couldn't you know, why couldn't you do that? And you could say, okay, well, I didn't have the money he started with. Okay, I get that, but. In, in relative relative to what he's doing, what are you doing? You know, so it's like, why would I? How can, how am I going to criticize this guy? You know what I'm saying? He's he's um. It's only he, he's you know I mean he's he's so cringy, but he's I get he's in a way he's almost like the new like punk rock in the sense that he just is he does what he wants and doesn't give a shit. Means and he's he's which, trolling, which, which trolling I can establishment. Yeah. yeah, we also have to remember like. Who are the people that like throw shade at people? Like most of the times, they're fucking losers with nothing going on in their lives, sure. and they just want to bring everybody else down because they're fucking miserable themselves. What's what's the old saying? Like what? Like misery loves company, right? So same way everybody who's married, like oh, you need to get married. This is great. That's amazing. And like then you get married, and like oh fuck, you're gonna hate your life. And oh my god, it's like Jesus, dude, you turn fucking real quick there. It's uh, that, that's again part of the human condition. I think it just it is what it is. But it's like people like that who I think are actually changing the world. You know, or like more of what we need, and that—that's the only way I think we're going to actually move forward. But I, I don't know how most of us can you know, make an impact, and that's something that I've struggled with personally in the last handful of years. You know, it's like, what's my purpose? Like, what am I doing here? It's like, sure. yeah, I've got a job, and I've got a house over my head, and a car in the garage, and food in the fridge, and all those kind of things. And I and I go to my job because well, I like having a roof over These my things. head, and food yeah. in the fridge, and a car to drive. I enjoy those things. I, I I like you know sleeping inside and eating food. I, I enjoy those things. But it's like, am I really making a difference? You know, for the human race, and the answer is no. And you know, but how many people in in our history ever have? Like very very few. Sure. You know, so it's like, who who am I to think that I should be one of those people to change the world? Well, you know, it's it's weird and. You know, I, I, um, and, and, you know, you can relate to this, but, you know, obviously one of the reasons why I haven't been on in a while, um, is, um, you know, I, I had, my mom passed away, um, back in September and, um, 
you know, and I, it's it's kind of brought along a lot of those type of thoughts in this in the in the sense of it's a very um, eye opening experience yeah, like, because it's the person that you you don't want to think of that ever happening. We all know it's going to happen, yeah. but it's like it's the person who's loved you the most ever, you know. And it's like I don't want to think about what's going to happen when they're not here anymore. Yeah, it, well, it brings up a lot of things when they're when they're gone. I'm, I'm and I look back at her life. You know, she lived to be seventy, um, very healthy except for her lungs, which failed. Um, and, um, it, it's weird cause you look and it's like, yeah, in, in my life and in my brother's life, yeah, she was, you know, one of the most important people in our lives, the most, most important person in our lives, in my life, you know, for a long period of time in my life, half my life almost. Um, so you think about that and you think about the impact she had on me, but then it, you look at it from like an outside perspective and you're like. Other than me and my brother, and you know, in her, in her, in obviously her circle of friends, stuff like that. But like, ultimately, in the scheme of things, you know, her life was she lived seventy years, and it was basically in in con- left two children, and then passed away. In the scheme of things, completely in inconsequential. I don't know if I agree with that because I never met your mother. Yeah, and obviously, I've you know known about her. We're talking to you and those kind of things, but never never met the woman. And I went to the the funeral to be there to support you, and that's that's why you go to funerals. You're, you're there for the family who are still there. And I saw people who were just distraught. I mean, she had brought so much joy and love to other people's lives. It's like I've been to a bunch of funerals. And the only time people are really that emotional at a funeral is like when somebody's young, yeah. you know, like when they when they go unexpectedly or there's an accident or maybe an illness for like a child or something like that. It's the only time you see somebody who's really torn up like that. So like it was, it was impactful to see like what a great woman she must have been and what what she did to change other people's lives. And you don't know the ripple effect that that's going to have on dozens or if not hundreds even thousands of other people i mean yeah it's it's one person who lived for 70 years and yeah she wasn't a, a czar at some you know country or queen or this or that or politics or some crazy business owner like elon you know he's like no she was like a mom and somebody yeah. who loved and who put herself out there and I, I think that 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 can change communities and that's what starts to change the world well yeah you're you're right and i agree with all that I was, I'm coming from like a much like darker <laughs> no, place no. of like, okay, inconsequential in the fact that everybody she's ever impacted is going to die. And you know, and you know what I'm saying? Like, but, just but looking, we're all going to die. Oh yeah. 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 Like no. you and I are, you know, probably closer to death than we are birth at this point. Like I, I was talking to my daughter right last, in, I, I'm just saying it's, it's just the truth. It's, it's not negative or positive. It just is what it is. Right. It's like. My, like I was talking to my daughter about that last Christmas when she was home for Christmas, and I was like, "Kiddo, it's like I've probably got more summers behind me than ahead of me." And, it's, and she's like, "Don't say that!" I'm like, "It's just the truth. Like we just need to we need to realize that, and know that. Okay, it's we need to make the most of what there is now, and that's why I've been trying to do all the things that I've been doing in the last couple of years, and trying to make more memories and to see more of the people that I love, and to spend more time with them, and and try and tr- again. Just try try to go do things, get experiences, you know. Like that, that's more of what I'm into nowadays. I I mean, I like spending money like everybody else. I like having nice, fancy things, you know. Like there's there's nothing wrong with those things, but I would rather at this point, you know, have an experience with someone than, you know, to buy them a fancy present or do whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But no, I mean that's. Um, maybe I'm just going through my midlife crisis. I don't know. No, that's. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm on the same page. I mean, it's like. 
you know, you start, it's weird because I'll find myself, you know, watching a movie or something like that and it'll be in a, like in a, a great location, you know, in the mountains or whatever. And I just look at them and be like, like, I'm probably never going to go there. Like, I'll probably never see that place right there with my own eyes. Like, and I'm thinking like, like, unless I physically make the decision to go and do that stuff, like, it's never just going to like happen for me. No, like, it, it won't no happen one, no, unless you make it happen. Yeah, no one's going to like schedule a field trip for me to go see all my, these places I want to go see. Yeah, you're, so. you're not, not going to get some random phone call. Oh, hey, guess what? We got you this uh, round, round, what was it? Round trip, first class ticket yeah. to Montana. You're going to go spend a week out there in this great resort. Oh, by the way, it's all paid for on us. Thank you. Like, yeah. Actually, actually, I get those all the time. It's like, oh, this, this I'm sure this is a scam because they're all like, hey, just upload yeah. your you know, personal information. We'll get to this all sorted out. Like, oh, thanks, bud. Well, <laughs> and, you know, it's – and I definitely have like probably, you know, um, for a long time been – always been in the mindset of like ho- trying to hoard, you know, hoarding money and stuff like that. Maybe at the expense of – yeah, you know, we still want – you know, the family, we go on vacation every year and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes I look back and think, you know – how much stuff did I did maybe we not do because I was worried about you know um, having money for this all these hypothetical things in the future and stuff like that and yeah it's you obviously have to be mind of, mindful of that stuff and prepared but like um, that's definitely something that I'm you know Kate, my wife and I have talked about as far as like hey like there's no point in dying in dying with with money to give to the kids if like we you know we run out of time to like really like do some cool stuff. Yeah, you know? enjoy, enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. That's, that's one big thing I've been telling my dad now that he's retired, you know, and it's like I, I keep telling him, it's like, go spend your money. You know, it's like, go go live it up. Don't worry about saving money to pass it off to my brother and I. You know, it's like, like go spend it. It's yours. Like, you've earned it. Like, you know, he's he's essentially worked uh, probably 60 to 70 hours a week since he was probably 17, 18 years old, something like that. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's not known anything different, which is, which is interesting now because now that he's retired, he doesn't want to do anything. And like, and I understand that for a little bit, but I, I keep harping on him. It's like, you got to get your ass out the house. Like you got to, you got to get some friends, you got to get some hobbies. Like you got to go do something. You can't just, you know, sit there and watch damn TV all the time. Like yeah, that, that is not healthy. But in his mind, he's like, I just want to decompress and do nothing. And I was like, uh, I get it to a point, yeah. But it's like you got to keep moving <clears throat> because if you don't, like, you're not going to last but a couple of years. I mean, we see this all the time. People retire, they've got no purpose, they got no drive, they don't yeah. do anything, they don't get out of the house, they get very depressed, and they pass away. You know, it's 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 very uh, common. Well, I mean, I I can say just like, I mean, I've been especially lethargic, I guess. You know, in the last few months. Dare I say you've had some big things happening yeah, in your life? But you know, I can also you know, like my kids are you know, I my youngest is eight, but my other kids are pretty much grown up. So, um, you know, obviously, like not not really as big a part of my you know the of their lives anymore as I used to be. So it's definitely easy just to kind of um almost kind of do like what your kind of how your what your dad does and just be like, I'm just gonna chill do nothing and just i mean i look back at i i wasted a lot of this year i mean this was a pretty um i don't know it was a pretty fruitless year i guess overall i mean because you know most of it the last three months obviously after my mom's death but you know leading up to that um it was a lot of just you know being over there when she was getting very very sick at the end yeah and and you and you were 
close. So you and your wife were having to go over there and take care of her and make sure she was okay and coordinate with like nurses and those kind of things. You know, it's like, that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. So I really like kind of just put myself, (laughs) I put myself pretty, you know, last this year as far as, you know, kind of taking care of myself, doing, making sure, you know, I had a pretty good, um, you know, exercise routine and stuff going that, that, that just went away. Um, you know, not really caring about what I'm eating, just kind of going to work, coming home, you know, vegging out, vegging out basically, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm looking back and it's like, you know, when, when the weather is not nice and we're not playing golf, it's like, I'm pretty much just chilling, you know, I'm not really, you know, doing, doing, doing too much, you know, and I'll, here's the thing about me too. And you probably, and you know, this better than anybody. Like, um, if people don't really like reach out to me to like hang out, like I'll probably, I would probably never, I would probably never hang out with anybody if people, if, 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 <laughs> if it was always up to me to like, make sure we hung out. I and I, and trust me, like I've had, I've had more than, more than a couple friends kind of like be like, you know, get annoyed about that. And it's like, Hey, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like, I, I, all I can tell you is what I tell everybody. It's absolutely not personal at all. <laughs> it's just how I am. I can't help myself. I've left, you know, I've left my own mom on read on, on read on text messages before for a day or so, just because it's like, sometimes I just, if, if the option is either communicate or not communicate more often than not, I will choose not communicate. But that being said, I always try to like, if I'm asked out, I always tell myself like, you're going, you're doing this, you're doing this because you have, if you stop, like, once you stop going, once you start, like, you know, refusing invitations and stuff like that, like. They'll, just, they'll stop coming. Yeah. You just, you just, it'll be, it, it's just going to be done. Like you have to make, you're going to have to make an effort. Um, yeah. There's, there's a couple of friends that I have and you're definitely one of them where it's like, I always try to make the effort and reach out and try to do stuff or whatever. And sometimes I don't hear from you for a couple of days. It is what it is. You know, and it's like, it's like I want you to talk to me. I want, I want, I want you to want to talk to me, but I can't make you want to talk to me. You know, it's like, like it is, like it kind of is what it is. But I also know you. It's like when when you stop kind of getting back to me, I kind of know that you're also in a little bit of a darker place. You know, usually that's kind of where where your cycles are. So I need to make more of an effort to kind of reach out at that point. Like, hey, shithead, snap out of it. Let's go grab dinner. Yeah, you know, like come on. Yeah, there's some <laughs> definitely truth to that. You know, just like. um it's uh yeah it's human you definitely you can it's weird to say this when you have four kids and a wife but like you know humans are not meant to be alone and it's weird how alone you can feel sometimes even when there are five other people in the house that probably sounds weird but it's like it does- i think a lot of people nowadays would understand that i mean look at when you go out to dinner nowadays yeah you see whole families sitting there before dinner comes or whatever. What are they all doing? Phone in it. Fucking playing on their goddamn phones. Nobody's having an actual conversation. They're not interacting. You know, they're, they're not having quality time together. Yeah, they're spending time together. They're around each other. But it doesn't count. That's not the same thing. It's That's like sitting next to a stranger on a bus or at a train station or something like that. It's like just because you're around other people doesn't mean you're interacting with people and getting that kind of fill yeah. that you need. That was something that I realized like when all, after all the tyranny started a couple of years ago with all the lockdowns and everything else, it's like, I didn't realize how much physical interaction and human contact I needed until I couldn't have any. 
couldn't go to the bar and see friends. Like nobody wanted to come over and hang out because everybody was worried about you know getting sick and dying and all this. Because it was in the beginning, we all didn't know. Yeah, we we're all we we're all being cautious, and I understand. You know, and it's like I was still going to work and seeing a couple people. Half the office was out because they were all afraid of getting sick and dying. You know, it was, so I was at least still seeing some people, but I live alone. Yeah. You know, so like I spent most of my days alone as it is. So like being extra isolated, then I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't see friends. It was like, holy shit balls. Like this yeah. is really bad for me. And then luckily for, for my own sanity and health, you know, coach opened the gym back up and said, fuck you. If you don't like it, come shut me down. It's like, I've got a right to run my business. You know, and, and he started to open it back up and I didn't realize like how much I needed that sure. until I had, you know, Ben, you know, 230 pound brown belt sitting on my chest trying to kill me. And it's like, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I miss human contact. Like, and you would think like, this is horrible. I shouldn't want this. But it's like, I'd been alone for two months and couldn't do anything. It's like, fuck, I miss he, he goes to get up after the match is over and you're just like, no man, just, you can just stay here for a little bit. <laughs> just. Yeah. Just hug me. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's you want him off of you because he can't fucking breathe. <laughs> that cheeky son of a bitch. <laughs> was that? He actually just got promoted to uh, black belt here very, very recently. It was a uh, coach's first black belt. It's very cool. Oh, nice. I unfortunately missed uh, the ceremony. I was I was out sick. Uh, I had like some sort of like a respiratory thing. I think RSV was going around oh, or something. Okay. Or I don't. Know. I was I was out for like two weeks. Um, it was it was pretty rough. I had like a bunch of fluid in my lungs, coughing and Dude. hacking. It was it was it was rough, um, but uh, he got promoted, which was great. And then I was back in the gym uh, these last couple of weeks, just just after he got promoted, and then uh, uh, we we started rolling one day, and I asked him to start inside control, which is a very horrific place to be caught in. And he sat there for fucking six minutes and just smothered me. <laughs> it's all, I mean, I could barely breathe. I'm like. Fucking, this sucks. Like, get your ass off me. So, uh, after that time goes off, you definitely don't want him on you anymore. Like, get the fuck off me. I love is that, you. Is that like training, training for a fight where a guy's going to sit on you for six minutes? So, you're right. You're not, you're prepared. Well, I mean, it's, it's like what coach says. Like, if you're in a bad position, it's like, if you want out, fucking get out. Bitch, move. And that's what I've been working on. And unfortunately, I. I let him start in a bad position to see if I could get out. And guess what? I fucking couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> put that but, on video next time for me. Well, that's that's unfortunately how you get better. But <laughs> it's not, not, a, not a pleasant experience. But So I, I completely understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah. So. Do you feel like you're in a better spot now that it's been maybe a few months? You've had time to deal with everything? You're, you're still kind of rough about it? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as, like, yeah, getting over, like, you know, the death and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's almost kind of weird because so, you know, before she passed, of course, I've got all this time to think about, you know, cause you know, it's coming. So that's, that's both good and bad because, you know, at least you, you have time to, to do your, you know, to be able to have that time. Yeah. Say your goodbyes yeah, and sure. plan things out. So get things sorted, hopefully. Yeah. So, but I'm thinking like, okay, like I've never really had, had experienced any type of like real like loss in my life you know yeah grandparents passed away but you know i mean they were old and, and i'm you know that's what grandparents do you know when you're when you're younger you just accept it um so i'm thinking like okay <clears throat> i'm 42 so hopefully you know i can i'll be an adult about all this obviously but like how do i know because i've never you know I've never experienced any, you know, how, I don't know what type of pain it's going to be, you know? So of course there's that anxiety leaning, you know, leading up to it. Like, you know, is this just going to completely shut me down or what in, but I, I, 
I would honestly say it's weird because, um, I don't want to say getting over it because you don't, it's not anything you ever really get over, but you, like, you, you definitely won't, it, it'll be with you forever. Yeah. Like, I guess grief, I guess you would say, you know, I don't really feel any, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't feel like the, 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 the sting of loss basically, okay. I guess is the easiest way to put it. Um, there are obviously times when it hits, yes. it, it hits hard, but it's, you know, it's moment, you know, it's something, ha- you know, it, it's, it's just kind of you that's, know, that's brought the, up on That's the something. weird thing about emotions that usually they come <clears throat> in waves. Yeah. And like I've always told people, it's like, ride the wave. You know, when it's, when it's rough and you're sad, be sad. Like when it's like, like when it's, what is that? Like, like when you, when you're, when you're happy, be happy. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. like don't, don't just try to push it off and ignore it. It's like, acknowledge it, realize that it's there. And like, there's nothing wrong with. You know, being happy even though it's like a, a grieving time, and, and then when the grief comes, like you know, embrace it, and be there, and, and yeah. feel it. It's okay. Like that's how you'll process it and deal with it, and not push it down where you're gonna fucking need therapy later. That's I mean, the thing goodness. is, I'm thinking like, okay, it, is it like, am I doing okay? Because, oh man, what if I haven't like accepted it? You know, and so what if like I'm in just like denial right now and I don't know it, and I'm like. No, I don't. It doesn't feel that way. Like I, I feel like I've completely accepted what happened, and I think, I think. But there, but there, I say, in the last few months, you've kind of been in a little bit of a funk and kind of pulled in a little bit, and and that that tends to be you you when you kind of get down a little bit, you know. So like maybe there's part of it that you're maybe subconsciously dealing with, but it's not like hitting you like the raw emotions, like when you think of your mom, you start crying. I'll say, yeah. Let me say this because this is this is true, like. I've had like my energy levels have been extremely low. Like I'm all just tired. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'll sleep. I can sleep. It's not like I'm it's not like I am up at night, you know, insomnia or anything like that. I'm getting <clears throat> pardon me. G- good sleep, but man, I'm just like as soon as I get to work, I just, it's hard to focus. So maybe I I feel like maybe I'm experiencing side effects of just, you know, that burnout, exhaustion that could come with, with grief. But, you know, like I said, I don't feel, you know, I don't feel that, that nagging sense of, of loss, you know, okay, which is unexpected, I guess. But I think maybe because I, that's the thing is, so I found out about, we found out about the, the, uh, the disease like three years ago and, you know, it progressed very slowly, almost for like where the first two and a half years or so, like she never got any worse on the outside. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so it's like, I'm, it's weird because I, it's, I'm, I, I struggle to recall memories where she wasn't, it wasn't revolving around her being sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to, it's hard to go back and think about being a, you know, her being healthy and being able to go out and do stuff and for right now maybe watch the kids just all the time because it's so like current yeah in your, in your mind so it's it, i just thought i just it, it's kind of like depressing because obviously she's that's not how she wants to be remembered but you know it is weird because it's like it was such a dominating part of my life you know trying to make sure that all her you know her needs are being met so now that it's like just over you know it's it's weird like to just um, I don't know. There's almost like a guilt that's a kind of associated with just being able to just now move on from all that responsibility. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes, I completely understand. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think maybe, I think probably my wife is, you know, I think she probably continues to maybe take it a little harder than anybody. Um, but, you know, I was saying about, you know, my kids too. I mean, I wasn't sure how it was going to go with them, um, especially my youngest. But he, he seemed fine too. So it's like, I don't know. That also gets you thinking like, like, I, I don't know, mate, not, like, um, maybe you won't be as mourned as you th- think you'll be when you die, you know? <laughs> well, un- it's like, well, unfortunately, it's a natural part of life. And, yeah. And when, you, when you're to that <clears throat> stage, especially, you know, most of us are going to get some sort of sickness of some kind, and it's not going to be treatable, and we're, we're all going to pass away. Even if you don't, you're still going to pass away of just being old as fuck. And that's just kind of how this works, you know? So I think for most people, as long as they've had a good, long, healthy life, I think, most people are going to be able to easily deal with that. I mean, of course, it's going to hurt. You're going to have your waves of emotion. You're going to have more grief at times than others, especially around like maybe holidays or certain things you remember them for or something like that, you know, but I think it's easier to process if, you know, it's like, okay, well, they had a great long life and there's nothing to be sad about. Like we should celebrate their life and, you know, they, they would want us to be happy and move on and not just, you know, be in a funk and depressed and mourn the rest of our lives. That's, that's not what they want. You know, so we need to honor, hopefully, you know, their memories and wants and, you know, move forward. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. 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 Would you take $10 million if your life, if you lost 10 years of your life right now, but you don't, you still don't know when you're going to die? Still don't know? You still don't know when you're going to die. $10 million? Ten million for 10 years of your life. I don't know. Would it be worth it? Probably not. Something. If I was in great, if I was like in the, if, if I was in awesome shape, I think I might take it. Because then, <laughs> then maybe I'm like banking to live to like ninety. Yeah, but you might be in a fucking car. But right now, you don't know. Here's the thing: is I could take the money and then disappear right now because I would have been, I would have, you know, I'd died eight dead. years from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get caught in an accident or something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Crazy things. I've been listening to a lot of uh, podcasts recently about people taking these uh, plant medicines and going on these crazy journeys and trying to oh, fig- like, figure out like their own lives and purpose sure. and what we're here for and, and getting more connected with Mother Earth and those kind of things. And um, it's been really interesting. I mean, it's it's it just goes show how, how obvious it makes it that humans have this instinct to to find something beyond yeah exactly and it's you know like people want to find something more than just this existence which i understand because if 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 all there is is just this existence like what the fuck is going on but it's funny because it's like yeah if you're religious you get made fun of for that but like if you're doing it like to like try to uncover like the the fifth dimension you know it's like oh now you're like i I don't know I, i think more people would think these people are crazy like who are taking like ayahuasca and talking about how mother Aya is teaching them all these lessons in the universe and how we're all spiritually and emotionally connected i think they would make more fun of those people with their their crystals and all those kind of things than they do about most people with religion well i have to say like i'm intrigued because um at least with dmt and that guy this we're like now okay we're the joe rogan podcast now we reverted back to that already. Uh, we're definitely not the, at that kind of level by any means yeah that handsome um, bastard maybe if we just keep talking about psychedelics who knows uh, yeah. no because normally like anything else you have to have a couple of different 
um, what, what do they call those? Uh, recipes to be like famous on podcasts. Right? Like, no. you, like oh. you have to, uh, A, first of all, be famous or B, first of all, be famous. So if you do those kind of things, then your, your podcast can kind of blow up and go crazy. But if you're not. Are, are, you, are you basically just telling me to put out a sex tape without, without asking me? I'm basically saying that. Because I'll, I'll do it for the podcast. Most people don't really give a shit about the ideas and thoughts <laughs> of two middle-aged men from Northeast yeah. Ohio. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Because like we don't have this kind of big thing to put our hats on we can't say oh we're ex-navy seals or ex-army rangers or that, that's oh, why we're, we're actors yeah. from fear factor like, no we can't say that kind of shit because it's not true but, well at least and I, I i'll say this for you for some of your other podcasts where you actually have like on like really informed like guests in their field that doesn't really apply but like for these type of podcasts i like to think people are listening and prob and not to learn but to basically occasionally laugh but mostly just kind of argue at the podcast and and basically want to like you know hopefully get in here and tell us why we're idiots um <laughs> well i could tell you that we're idiots in the first place so there's no but, arguing there <laughs> back to the dmt though <clears throat> <clears throat> okay mr rogan yeah um it's i've seen um that you have a cases of multiple you know studies of people that see the same type of images entities yeah. they call them um being figures yeah that say very similar things yeah. so have very similar trips i i, I will say this and this sounds it, it sounds so dumb because like it i don't know if it goes against like what i believe religiously or not but like i don't see why it would yeah i like i'm just going to kind of separate it but i feel like that there is definitely something to the what psychedelics do to a person and what they experience because just and I, I have done them i've done i've done mushrooms and i've done lsd um but it's 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 weird because i think you think about it and you're like okay well must be a great high or whatever and there is somewhat at least with mushrooms you know kind of as you're coming up a little bit right after you take them there is I guess what you would kind of feel like maybe just a really super strong weed high. Um, but it doesn't last that long, but it's, it's like, once you get after that, um, at least with like the dose I took and from, from what I gathered, it was for the first time, it was a fairly large, it wasn't, it was, it wouldn't be considered like, what are they called? The hero, dose? the hero dose. Was that like nine grams yeah, or something? Yeah. Or like five dried, five dried grams or something. Jesus. But, um, it, it there it it does not it's 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 so weird to explain it but like you're not I'm not sure words can explain you, yeah, the feelings that you have you're not yeah you're 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 not a human on planet Earth is all I can say you're not it's not you don't you don't feel like you're an animal I can say it for me anyway I didn't feel like I was an animal or something else but I definitely I was not like me okay um and it was weird because my it made like. I just remember staring at my hands for so long because it was so weird to think that like there's like just a there's a like a a, a meat like pup there's a puppet here that I'm, I'm like I can do things with it and like it listens if I tell it to like close its hands or whatever and it's it was so bizarre because it was I was not that thing. Yeah. I was merely just kind of like observing it and a lot of people talk about that, it. like a third-person experience. You're almost looking at it like from an overhead kind of view. Yeah, and um, 
not to sound like it sounds new agey as shit, but you did feel like just this like connection, not even with just like, cause I was there with my, my brother was doing it too, but yeah, I, it was a weird connection with him, but like you, you felt it with, <laughs> with, with anything that was alive basically. Okay. So, um, and I had, I remember I had this great, I had this like urge that I felt like it was my job to make sure that like everybody had to feel this because I felt I had convinced myself, I said, I said, if everybody could feel this at once, like every negative thing. Dude, you it, are Joe Rogan. I, he talks about this all the time. I mean, he, I'm, I'll he say thinks, this. He thinks that all the people in power, especially politicians, should yeah. have to do psychedelics. Okay, and just for the record, I never, I, I watch occasionally a Joe Rogan clip on YouTube if he has on like some physicist or something I like, but like I don't listen to his podcast, so I'm not trying to ape him or anything here, but <laughs> no, but it's, so that just, I guess, kind of confirms like that the, the feelings I, I that people have are I think similar. everybody that I've heard of who have had any kind of psychedelic experience were like, Everybody needs to do this shit. Yeah. Like, we need to be more in touch with ourselves and Mother Earth and those kind of things. Specifically, the the two podcasts that have really stuck out to me are on the uh, Endless Endeavor podcast with Greg Anderson. Go check out episode 105, Tapping Into Your Spirituality Through Ayahuasca with Tyler Sanaway. And then also a follow-up episode where he did it a second time, episode number 112. And those two have really been... I've I've kind of been playing them over and over again. Granted, I do plan on doing an episode probably coming up here uh, in the next month or two with uh, Ethan and Dennis. You're welcome to join us if you want to about uh, ayahuasca, like these specific ones in general, these these podcasts. I'm going to send them to them and let them listen to them, and then we're going to kind of talk about them because they just – I mean, been... if we're, if we're going to do it beforehand, I'll, I'll – I mean, does anyone have experience? No, no, I, I don't. Okay. Th- I don't think so. But I, I think both of them are open to the idea. They've they've kind of experimented on the with psychedelics themselves, and they kind of have looked into those kind of things, and they, and they understand them and believe them, which which is good. And I think it'll be a fun conversation. But it's just the the, the big thing that keeps sticking with me is like you've got uh, Tyler, who's like a very tough guy, very very like a macho man, and all these kind of things, and now with the the experiences that he's had with ayahuasca, he realizes, oh shit, like I need to learn how to sheath my sword and not just be a warrior all the time and learn how to be loving and tender and, and caring for those people around me. And, and, and he was talking about these experiences he had where he was like literally physically connected to these people, like during the ceremony where he was taking on all the negative entities that they were dealing with and allowing them to process all their own journeys. And it was like, holy fuck like mm. this shit's powerful yeah and there was there was another i don't know if it was on one of those episodes or it was a different episode where greg was talking about on the endless endeavor podcast or one of his friends i think one of his jujitsu mentors uh had was, was tripping on acid and he was tripping with one of his buddies and they were like in a room and he said all of a sudden you know the door cracked open and all these little devils were marching in the room one after another with rocks behind their back and he's sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Just tripping balls. And then his buddy, who's in the same room, nobody said a word, by the way. And he's like, you see all these little fucking devils? And it's like, what the shit? <laughs> and it's like, does that mean like that they're really there and they can only see them because now the receptors are open from being on this acid? Or are they just imagining things? But 
did they like communicate with each other like telepathically I, I think, like what's going on I, here? I think that the true i think that the correct answer is it's just it's your brain going into a dreamlike state and you're okay. basically you're basically living a dream you know in the same type of way that your vision distorts and reality distorts time time distorts like a motherfucker time it, it it's it stands still and yet it it passes in, in you know instantaneous well time always passes instantaneously it's i guess you can you can look down at your clock and it'll be 6 hours and that can either feel like one second or it could feel like you it could be days we'll live in eternity yeah. almost um so yeah so i think that's probably the correct answer however i think the interesting answer is that there is something beyond this what we can see um and i just i feel like we have these instincts for a reason to search beyond because it just feels like this is too even as incredible as life is as we know it on earth it's so vanilla and uninteresting compared to like what it feels it should be well not to mention like like you said like the feelings like how many times do you get like this feeling about a friend and you reach out like oh my god i was just thinking of you and it's like is that the universe telling us we're connected? Like, what's going on here? Are we more connected than we want to believe that we are in our logical kind of brains? Like, what, what what's going on with that? I remember, like, hearing the story years ago when Ryan Dunn from the Jackass crew had died. What was it? Van Margera. At the exact same time that, the, that Ryan got into his accident, like, just started fucking freaking out for no goddamn reason. Just lost his fucking mind. I guess they were, like, driving somewhere, like, in a big van. He fucking tore the goddamn van apart. Just went eight shit to find out you know a couple of days later that ryan had passed away at that exact moment it's like holy shit balls like were they were they just connected like what was going on like i mean you hear people talk about it in star wars and it's like about the force and this and that and i guess it turns out i haven't researched this i don't know if it's true or not but i heard that george lucas and some of the producers and those kind of guys were all fucking getting hopped up on ayahuasca yeah and they were trying to like put that feeling into like the the explanation of like the storyline of the, the movie it's like is it a real thing i don't know it could be it's possible i'm open to the idea of it so it's i don't know it's, it's, been, yeah. it's been fascinating it's, I, it, it just seems like these things like keep hitting me all the time and it's like uh was it, i was at the shop talking to the boys about you know wanting to do the podcast about it and then uh steve one of the other guys there steve he uh he said dude you got to check out this other one with this guy um i forget the guy's name he started uh lifestyle company uh, we defy the norm i love his uh, message you know it's like we do our things we don't do the normal things like we're all about you know just being your own individual person living life and you know um was it living adventure and doing those kind of things and he was talking about some of his trips with mushrooms and ayahuasca and all those kind of things uh but it was like a six-hour fucking podcast like the james ryan show or something it's fucking really long episode yeah but most of it was like about his like military experience and the the shit that he went through as a marine mm-hmm. and he was like in iraq in the early like oh three oh four era like when things were starting to get really bad you know and uh it's like like i don't know how this fucking kid's alive i mean all the shit that he fucking went through i just i don't get it it's a crazy story but then at the end he started talking about like all of his trips and his psychedelic adventures and those kind of things he's like you need to listen for these like you can skip ahead like five hours if you want. Like, no, I'll listen to the whole thing. It took me a few days, but I got through it. Yeah. You know, it was like, fucking, what a fascinating story. But it's like, 
So he used. I don't know if these things like are just finding me because I'm open to the idea, or I've been talking about them. So now they're kind of working their way over. I mean, I'm a big believer of like put things out in the universe and things will come to you. It's it's kind of how that works. But in in my mind, but I, I obviously you still have to go work for it. You can't just sit on your ass. I mean, things aren't just going to come to your doorstep. So he did he use he used the uh, psychedelics to what recover like to recover from I think that was PTSD. The, the big start of it because yeah. he was really really spiraling uh, modern medicine stuff wasn't working he was going through all kinds of experimental treatments with the VA and those kind of things and he was getting very suicidal and ruining relationships and and it, things were really getting bad for him and then he started to experiment with some like uh, mushrooms first, and then I think he might have done maybe some DMT, then ayahuasca, which essentially is DMT. Um, it seems like it's more powerful because of the ceremony yeah. and everything else. Because what what is it? They say like um, a lot of a lot of the podcasts I've heard recently. They said that mushrooms are more of like an individual trip, whereas with like the ayahuasca, it's much more of like a communal thing. Like everyone is having their own experience, but yeah. it's a it's a community experience for all the people there. I don't, going I don't know if I'd the same like. Time. I don't know if I'd like that. I don't know if most people like it, but I think it's – he basically de- described it as like, I could have gone to 30 years of therapy and not yeah. learned what I learned sure. with one night of ayahuasca. Yeah. Because you can't hide from it. You can't run from it. It's your subconscious feeding things to you that sometimes might be even more powerful that you can deal with. So you block it out. Yeah. And then you have – like revelations and experiences on the days, weeks, months to come where it's starting to feed back in is like, oh shit, this is what that means. Oh fuck, that's what I was thinking. And like all these crazy things. But again, to, to hear like, like with Tyler's ayahuasca trips about how he was fight literally, and he felt it. He was like, I was fighting these, these uh, demons or dark entities or whatever it is you want to call them. It doesn't matter. It's evil spirits and all the other people were literally like they could feel his presence. Yeah, I guess there was a couple times on his second trip where he had to leave uh, the ceremony, go outside, and kind of deal with some of his own shit. He was just super distraught yeah. and, and bawling and everything else. And and all the people there, like the next day in integration, when they were talking about their experiences, were all like, "Yeah, we knew you were gone. Yeah, like we like we were starting to be overwhelmed and we couldn't deal with our own problems anymore. We needed you to come back so that we could have the strength." to deal with these things and it's like jesus like it's, i'm getting like goosebumps like talking about it here I mean, it's crazy to think well, about you know and that's i mean not to go totally off the rails but why not so <laughs> that's what we're here for you know I, I, obviously i i think there's something to the the evil and we call it you know demonic or evil spirit type of thing and that's kind of one thing that i do struggle with because i honestly i would you know if the if the opportunity arose i would like to invest more time in like the psychedelic experimentation and stuff like that. I think it's going to be years before it's more of a commonplace and it's more available. Yeah. Because typically, especially with ayahuasca, you'd almost in the past, you'd almost have to travel to like South America and do it where the indigenous tribes have done it for hundreds of thousands of years, you know, but now it's like they're starting to set up clinics where you can yeah. do it properly, where you, you go in with the shaman and you're, you've got people like basically like nurses running yeah. around and taking care of you because you're kind of out of your fucking mind and you, you're probably throwing up. And I guess a lot of they, they call it purging, I guess. Yeah. So you're, you're either shitting yourself or you're throwing up trying yeah. to get all the, the toxins or whatever out of your body. And it's like you need someone there to take. You can't just 
you know, pop one of those things, go to the local yeah. park and sit there and spaz out because the cops don't know what, they won't know what to do with you. Yeah. They're going to show up and Narcan your ass and, and <laughs> send you off to the hospital. Well, and you know, so the, I mean, obviously for anybody that knows anything about the Bible, it does talk about witchcraft and stuff like that. So I don't know where that line, I don't know what that line is. I don't know what defines it. I do know that if there are spirits and if there are things that can truly be contacted or have you know influence over you during you know some of these trips if that's a real thing you know i mean and for the sake of conversation let's say that there's that it could be you know i mean if it's not then why are we even talking about it whatever but i mean people talk about it for a reason so if if that's the case you know might not be a great idea to put yourself under that influence and, um, you know, so that's something I kind of wrestle with where it's like, okay, I want to see how far I could take it. But it's like, at the same time, I don't want to, um, I don't know if it is real. Cause why else am I doing it? If it, if I'm not looking for something real, yeah, you know, uh, what's I, the I point? Guess, I guess the question becomes, what are you afraid of if it might be real? Well, okay. If I have to say, if it's not real, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? If, I, if I have to say that, okay, it could be, uh, an evil, you know, it could be a, de- a demonic thing or something, you know, um, and it could have influence over you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like it makes you like, it's going to make you a murderer or whatever, but I know that after my first mushroom trip, like, like just like your friend said, like that trip echoed in my head for even to this day, but strongly a whole strongly for a year after that. Yeah. So those trips can have an influence, but I think great influence. That's where something like these ayahuasca retreats that they're starting to set up now, most of them around the country. Yeah. Because you know, it's very much frowned upon here in the, what the Western society, these Eastern kind of medicine, these ideas, right? Because most people it's, it scares them. They don't know what to do. Right. But I think that hearing Tyler talk about these episodes, it's like, you're going there and they're trying to purge all of the negative entities yeah. and they're pushing things the intentions away. Are, and you you have these good. intentions. Like they're supposed to be run, hopefully, for healing and moving yeah. forward and getting more progression in your life. And I think that's the idea. You're not just again, like you don't don't think of it like a drug because it's it's not gonna be a pleasant experience. Like oh no it sounds like not. it's fucking I've I've watched rough. it on you I've watched them on YouTube. Like yeah. the 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 communes or whatever do it. Um, but I, I like the idea that, that again that it's it's structured it's set up in a way they're they're trying to bless the areas they have positive intentions and yeah. you're trying to help yourself deal with trauma so hopefully you can move forward and be a better version of yourself and I think as long as those kind of intents are there I think it can help ward off a lot of those kind of evil spirits that might be able to get inside where is if you're practicing what they call quote unquote like witchcraft and you're inviting those spirits in it's like well. If that shit's real, that might be a problem. If you don't believe it, then it, it probably has no hold over yeah. you. But it's like, that seems like a bad idea well, to me. Know, and, and here's the thing, too. It's like, okay, our brains, if I'm going to if I'm going to say, if I'm going to like, you know, come at this from like a religious angle, okay, if I'm going to say, okay, well, our brains were created by God, then they have these receptors for this psilocybin or, you know, whatever you have it. And it's grown out of the earth and... It, and your, you know, there's how many mush, species of mushrooms that have no effect on us? How many of things that we eat have no effect on us? 99.9%, yeah. obviously, of things that, Most that, are, things, that yeah. won't kill you, you know? 
but for whatever reason, here they are. Yeah. So it's like, and it's I, a natural thing that grows in the I ground. It's not something that has to be manufactured in, well, or extracted in a lab. And I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, and after my first time of taking it, I'm thinking like, my first thought is, oh my god, man, I'm gonna take so much of this, and I'm literally gonna like talk to God Himself. Like, I'm gonna go find Him. And well, I'm haven't like, haven't and they I, done a bunch of research now about like the Egyptians, and they found like hallucinogens and whatnot like in their wine oh yeah like uh vessels whether it be like pouring of glasses or sure. what have you so it's like these like i mean cultures all throughout history have been tripping balls oh, like yeah. that's the idea that they're trying to get closer to to what they would call god or mother earth or whatever yeah. reason you want to believe in doesn't matter like a, a higher spirit or entity so yeah ultimately so it's like i'm thinking like okay is that is that a good thing or a bad thing like i don't know i, I don't, I don't know, know, if, know i don't know if a person should be trying to like literally physically think that he or you know in a lucid dream state seek out god <laughs> why not that sounds like fun like, don't you think that sounds like fun i'm not sure if you'd be happy to see me i don't know <laughs> like, well, Andrew, we, we, what well, are you doing? we all know chuck's a dick uh but <laughs> chuck yeah uh so <laughs> uh it was actually interesting last night i was at a christmas party and they did like a white elephant gift kind of thing and uh thank you, you sir you need water you good I'm good. Okay. Um, so it's it was interesting because like so somebody brought in a set of uh, tarot cards, right? And there was there was a girl there who kind of understood a lot about that and was over there like, like let me play with these. It's oh, like yeah. reading people's. Uh, what, what you, it's not a horoscope. What do you, what do they I call mean, it? pretty much their their. I don't know if you want to say like their fortune. There or, we go. There yeah. we go. Yeah, your fortune or whatever. It was it was so funny because I'm just like. Because, like, all this crazy stuff's been coming in. Like, normally I look at that like, oh, that's bullshit. It's yeah. people just, like, spinning crap at you or whatever. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of this stuff's coming in all of a sudden. Like, this is an interesting time that this would just show up randomly in my life. Like, I'm going to go over there and take advantage of this. So I'm just, like, hanging out over by the table and watching yeah. her go through this. And she was all excited and she was having fun. And it was it was great. She actually did a really good job. Um, and most of the people who came up were probably a little bit too drunk. And I think I'd had two drinks all night, so I'm fucking fine. Because, like, I just, I've been drinking way too much with Christmas parties and everything else. It's like, I'm not getting shammered. Not happening. Plus, I got to drive. But, uh, so we're, we're going through all this, and all of a sudden I jump in there. I'm like, hey, you know, like, can you just do this, like, once, or can I do, like, two? Because I'm thinking, like, a smart ass. Like, can I do two? You know, yeah, exactly. Because I was thinking, like, there's, there's an important one. I mean, one. they should be identical, right? I don't know exactly, you right? Do. I mean, they should be. Because you got to pull different cards. Your fortune's your fortune. But though. you're going to pull different cards because you got to pick your cards. Well, sounds like you should probably pick the same ones both uh, times. Well, I don't know if it's that easy. <laughs> there's a whole big deck of them. So it's, it's, it's not you controlling, it's destiny. I get it. But it was, it was really interesting. So she said, no, you can do multiple. That's fine. Because I was, I'm thinking, like, oh, should I, should I ask about some romantic love and see if we can fix that in my life yeah. and do something instead of just being Gra- a single, It pulls out the Grim Reaper. <laughs> a single <laughs> I was like, well, it's never gonna happen for you. Like, well, I guess it is what it is. Whatever. Uh, so I was like, in, a, in my smart ass mind, I'm thinking like, oh, I want to do that just for fun because this sounds like shits and giggles. Because I'm this time of year, like around Christmas and the holidays and everything else, like it gets it gets to be a very lonely time. So it's it's the the one time of year where I'm like, hey, maybe I should think about you know starting dating again. Who knows? I don't know. But then the other part of me is like, you're fucking doing good being single. Like, what does it matter? Like, you're, you're happy. <laughs> Things are good. I don't, I don't know. So, so I was again just joking around with her, thinking about that. So, I'm like, okay, well, I decided to do the serious one anyway. So I said, like, I want to find my purpose in life. 
You know, she's like, okay. She got all excited and stuff because it wasn't just like, oh, well, show me my, how do I make more money at my job yeah. or whatever. All these like stupid things that all these drunk people were thinking about, you know, and because they had no idea what was going on. And uh, it was interesting because like I pulled the cards and I tried to be very, very careful. And I was thinking like, okay, which one's sticking out to my, which one's like kind of pulling me in that direction. And I just like randomly just grab cards. I try to be very, very thoughtful about which ones I grab. And uh, when she, when she, when she read it, it was like, fuck, like <laughs> this, this kind of fits how I'm feeling right now. This is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like, obviously it's very generalized, you yeah. know? And so it's like, you could kind of make things kind of fit your own ideas and biases and those kind of things. And I understand that, but it was just, it was kind of interesting. The, the first kind of experience with, you know, at a drunk party, like what, like Christmas party, whatever, with just like a random person who's like, oh, I, I understand some of this stuff a little bit. Like yeah. this, this could be fun. You know, and it's like when she, when she read everything, I was like, fuck, like, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like, that's interesting. So I don't know where to go from there, but it's like she kind of yeah. fucking nailed it. It was, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, what do I do with this information? Well, that, that becomes the issue. And, yeah. and she kept harping on that, like, because it's like, this is a fucking big one. Like, there's there's no right answers. Like, I understand. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it just, it was interesting, like, how close it was to how I've actually been feeling. It was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason that that and I, I mean I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but like the reason that stuff sometimes seems to work a lot is you know that I, I like I go back to again like that human desire to feel like there's something behind the scenes yeah. that can either be manipulated or you can get a you know almost like a cheat code or something like that. Um, yeah, I just feel like I, I just feel like we all have, and I feel like if you don't have it, like I'm not saying to like walk around and like you know wishing that they were like Disney princesses and stuff like that, but you have to have well, some... I don't know. That's white magic. <laughs> that's ha- white magic. Got to be careful with that shit. I, I just feel like, yeah, you have to you have to feel drawn to something like as you're just, I don't know, driving to work in the morning. Like, there has got to be something, you know, more than that. Like, what... Like, we're not just like organisms on a big rock here, like... Yeah, for and, no, and, our, and our organic spaceship flying through yeah, space at no, thirty thousand like miles an hour. Yeah, like it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. And it's like, it, yeah, like there's, um, and you know, I mean, people, there are people, I'm sure that have that, that very, you know, scientific mind of, you know, either show me proof or whatever. But it's like, and I, I get that, and like to some extent, I could say, hey, well, up to now, you're the logical one because everybody else is believing in something whether it's you know new age or spirit or you know religious or whatever um ultimately you know we're all believing in something we can't see um um we're kind of relying on how we feel towards it which you know the human body is very weird in how it can develop feelings and create them and then morph them into truths and and facts and stuff like that when um but Ultimately, I feel like how boring it would it be like if this was just it. And yeah, if that's and if I mean, that's, seriously, you know. And, and I even thought about that. You know, going back to my mom dying and like, okay, how? I'm just kind of curious. You know, how how would I? How would a person who doesn't believe in the afterlife process this? You know, and I'm wondering, like, man, like I just feel like, wouldn't that be? It just seems extra depressing. But I, I'm sure a lot of them would tell me it's really not at all because that's just the way they understand it so their brain doesn't have to like entertain the alternative that there could that they could live forever i don't know if it's that or if they're all just in denial you know what i mean like the big thing that boils down to me is like the energy 
right? Like in my opinion, like that's what that's what we are as as, as people. Like we're energy. Like and the energy that's inside of our bodies runs our brains and our and our bodies. We're much more of an electrical system than we want to realize, right? And it's like when you're gone, like I remember like watching my mom die. You know, like I was I was there in the room when she died. And like and you could see the energy leave her body. And now it is literally just a decaying meat suit. You know, and I talk about that a lot. And that's that's something that I'm personally struggling with and I need to learn how to to love myself and my body because like this is this is well, right now it's the pinnacle. Like if you like the mind, body, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Like it's like right now it, everything's all together. Like and it's it's not going to be forever. Like yeah. again, like I'm probably halfway through my life at this point. You know, so it's like let's get let's get my shit together. Let's not worry about that kind of stuff. But but then Again, we've we've talked about this in the podcast before, and like and this begs the question of like, where did that energy come from, and then where does it go when you're gone? Mm. You know, like if there are spirits and entities and this kind of stuff, does that mean the sp- the energy just goes away? And then when you're born, like there's like a new energy that just is birthed inside like of a mother, and like just runs out the vagina. It's like, hey, here's all this new spirit, like all this new energy well, coming in, or what's- or is it like these people talk about like in these kind of Eastern philosophies where that energy gets absorbed back into Mother Earth and then just is is reborn throughout other experiences. I don't I don't know. There's no answers. Yeah. Anybody who says they have answers is fucking full of shit. But it's it's fun to think about. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, not smart enough to to know the specifics of it. But isn't there a law of thermodynamics, or is it the, Thermo- thermodynamics is more about fluid or and heat transfer? Is 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 it a law of I don't know. Maybe it's even one of Newton's laws that there, there's, there's regarding some, the energy that en- no energy some, can be created. There's some kind of law in physics, and I don't know what that is called specifically, but there's something about that, yeah, you know, where there there is no new energy. It's all just kind of recycled and exchanged. But then again, that begs the question: like, if there isn't an afterlife, then where does the energy go that was inside of a person? Obviously, that's a good argument yeah. for people who have like these like reoccurring uh, lives. Uh, what, do you, what do they call it? reincarnation? You know, like there's there's a good argument for that. If the energy is just recycled, it's like, well, then you could live again. You so know, in, yeah. in your job in this in this uh, presence with your mind, body, and spirit is to remember your old life, so you can hopefully, you know, put that into use for this one to hopefully move the world forward. Yeah. So yeah, the law of conservation states that energy can no longer or can neither be created nor destroyed, only converted from one form of energy to another. Does, so, this, does it say who came up with that idea? Uh, yeah. Einstein. Einstein. Yeah. That's kind of a smart feller. So um, I guess that would mean that a system will always have the same amount of energy. If you want to say the system being, I guess, the entire known universe, that, yeah, the energy that was produced – power the universe was created big bang whatever was is these is the same energy you know yeah, but but again it's just a theory and there's no way to prove it or disprove it it's just it's just, well, an, it's it's just the, an, the law of conservation so I, it's a law i understand I mean. that but it's still just a theory and that's the idea of science is that nothing's ever set in stone it should always be changing with new information <laughs> but people don't want to talk about that in the last couple well, of that, years that for was some the, goddamn i was reason. right that was the first law of thermodynamics it is okay great yeah okay an energy closed system must remain constant Okay. Well, I, I apologize then. I thought that was more about like fluid and heat transfer. Yeah. But it is weird to think because like, yeah, when there is a new birth, a new baby consumed, I mean consumed. <laughs> Conceived. Conceived. <laughs> it's just like Temple you of Doom. devil worshiper piece yeah. of shit. Um, oh my God, I'm a Democrat. No, I'm kidding. Um, so um, 
Yeah, but I guess, yeah, that, that baby, the growth of that baby, I guess, would be energy pulled from nutrients. But to me, like when a cell divides, right? You got one cell and it becomes two and becomes four. Eight, and then it just isn't that like, doesn't that feel like it would, you're creating cells that didn't, ex, you know, you're creating a, a, a something that would pull energy that didn't exist before. So well, wouldn't that, I don't know. I don't, well, that's what I'm saying. Here's I don't the thing, right? So it's like, like if you, if you have a child, for example, right? And at what point, like, is that a child? A lot of people have those kind of questions. Like, was it when they have a heartbeat? Is it after two weeks, like Texas says, or whatever? Like, or like what, what's all these different things? Like, no, nobody knows. Like, nobody has answers. But it's like, at what point is it not just a growing body that's inside of the mother? And what point is it its own individual person? And like, in my mind, again, that's when the, the spirit, the soul, the energy, whatever it is you want to call it, enters the, the child. And, is that right away? Is it later when they're born? Is is it during, you know, like the, the growth of the child? I don't know. Like, no, again, nobody has answers for these questions. We can't, these are things we can't measure. But it's an interesting idea. Sure. And then again, it becomes the question of, okay, so when someone dies, does that energy just get recycled into like a new person? So do you have to keep like a certain balance on earth or things get whopper jawed? And then obviously that also begs the question of like, what about, like uh, like ghosts and spirits and those kind of things. Like, if that's the case, then is there not an afterlife that you don't run off to into heaven or hell or uh, paradise or Shangri-La or whatever it is you want to believe in? Is like, does, does that mean that those energies don't go there because they have to stay here to get born into new people? Nobody fucking knows. And not to mention all the things they're doing now with like um, the plants. They're finding out these like plants can like talk to each other and send oh, nutrients yeah. to each other. And like those might be more alive than we are. They might have actually more feelings than we have. So then that makes like veganism like an even worse things because huh. now they don't just hate cows and want all the cows to die. Like they want to kill all the living plants too. Like you sons of bitches. Like what the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously me being a smart ass people. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Well, the vegans are yelling at me. Tommy, I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> well, it's his fault, I guess. Well, it's his choice. He can he can choose to be wrong if he wants to. No, I mean, like it's weird. I've seen, I've actually seen, um, I've known more people over the last five years that have gone the other way from vegan to meat eater than I have seen go from meat to vegan. I guess for whatever is probably yeah, because their health's all fucked up. Yeah, I don't think it's been. And that's the thing is, I had a, a friend who's generally very healthy, but you know, he's pretty much just told that like, hey man, like you're you're um. A lot of your your levels and stuff like that are off, and your your brain is is kind of is, is hungry. And meat is some of the most you know, nutrient dense, food and, and I'm in sure, like you know, if a, a good vegan's probably going to tell me what you know the guy wasn't doing it right, and, I, and like I don't know anything about being you know, a, I'm, I'm sure you can be sustain you can sustain a healthy lifestyle being a vegan, but I I don't know if it's natural. I think that. I feel like we were meant to eat meat. I think now I if look if if somebody's a vegan because of, you know, animal treatment and stuff like if it's a if it's an ethical thing, okay. Well that that but that's like, fine, that. but then go to a local farm that raises their own, yeah. you know, animals in a in a sustainable way and those kind of things and do that. Cuz if you're if you're worried about like animal cruelty and that kind of stuff, it's like, well then you better not, you know, buy any kind of uh, 
vegetables from the fucking grocery store because tons of animals were killed for all that shit. Yeah. You know, with, with, with all the pesticides and the combines and those kind of things. Like, that's not how food's supposed to be grown. You, you shouldn't have monocrop agricultural. Like, that's not healthy for the environment. Yeah. So, it's like if, if you're on your high horse about that shit, then you need to go to a local, you know, farmer's market and buy all your shit there or grow it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. We're going to take a quick break here because Andrew's got a pee. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Appreciate that. No worries. That's, when nature calls, sometimes you gots to go. <laughs> uh, that's something I've definitely found out as I've gotten older. Sometimes, <laughs> shit, I got to go now. I got to find a bush or a tree or something. Fuck. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, to get like into like some real like, yeah, old man like complaints <laughs> like... Yeah, either. I I I thought I I thought I was going to go to the doctor like a few months ago just because um I have I was just getting I was getting up to pee every night and I'm like this is not normal like it's not like I know that that's like a lot of times that's a bad sign for things, you know, so I'm like what is going on here? Um thankfully everything went back to to normal, but um yeah, man. It's just peeing, man. Peeing. It's, it's part of what getting old. Like peeing when we, sucks. When you start talking about like uh like having to take a piss in your bowel movements, like you know you're fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about like what the vegans and meat eaters and all that kind of stuff, and it's like I, I don't I don't know. Like I, obviously I don't think there's like a right answer. I think you know people should be able to live their lives and do whatever the hell they want to. And I just I just don't get all this tribalism of like whatever gang that you're into. Like that's the only way to live, and everybody else is fucking stupid. It's like whatever happened to just letting people do whatever they want and. Leave them the fuck alone. I, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> whatever happened to that, man? That, it's that was that's, it's been a while. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, like I said, I I don't have a problem with somebody if they want if if uh and and I, and I also feel like it doesn't at least to me. Um, the obnoxiousness of the the vegans and like. It, that seems like it, it seems like we're a little past that now. I think kind of people realize like you know it's same, all stupid bullshit. Same thing Nobody with like cares. you know the CrossFitters and stuff like that. <laughs> any, um, any kind of cult. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, and, and look, I've got nothing but good things to say about about CrossFit. But I mean, it's a cult. It, it was, it, it, and it's understandable because it, you know, for like somebody like me who like okay, and I never you know I played high school golf, but like you know I never got that experience of being like on a football team or something like that um in high school so crossfit you know be, being able to like work out with like you know people like that in a competitive environment even though i was pretty shit at it i got a, you know i my improvement was very nice through, throughout my process when but, i first started crossfit which is crossfit crossfit where i met you um it was the closest thing that i had had to like that football locker room feeling yeah where everyone's going through the suck together everybody's hurting you're miserable you can barely move your legs from the workout two days before and you're doing something else that's retarded because the uh programming there is fucking dog shit at best <laughs> it's, it's just it's not very smart for most people i think some of the modalities there are good to get people off the couch and moving and people can see some really good results but I think that there's a much better way to go about it with regular strength training and physical fitness and just standard cardio than doing that. But again, if it's your thing that gets you off the couch and it made barbell sports cool again, it got me into Olympic weightlifting, sure. yeah. which was a big part of my life for years. You mm -hmm. know, so it's like there's lots of great things that came of it for me. But overall, I think mostly it's pretty stupid. Uh, but it, it was the biggest thing in my life that it felt like the football locker room camaraderie yeah. until I started jujitsu. 
Okay. And that's yeah. a different thing because you're in such close quarters and you're quite literally simulating death with each other. Yeah. It's like that is so much closer than anything that could be like with football or sports or yeah. uh, fucking water polo or golf or whatever it is you want to we'll throw in there. It's yeah. like like the other day, like I was uh, wrestling around with oh, wrestling around rolling with one of my buddies, uh, Malik. You know, and I got into like a like a deep kind of half guard. So I'm literally shoving my face in his crotch and trying to get and you're, and you're paying money to do that and to trying to get too. super tight so he doesn't cross face me and push me back out flat and do all those kind of things. You know, and it's like th- there's no there's no talk, but it's like that that you have to be very vulnerable and intimate to be able to do that. But it's it's not a sexual kind of thing. Is people always talk about like, oh, do you ever worry about like being sexual with a girl and doing that kind of stuff? Like, no, you you don't trust me. You don't think about it. It's not on your mind. Like the only thing I worry about with the girls why is like, you, why are you winking right now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> as, 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 as my stiffy is like popping up here and below the table. No, uh, like there's there's not a sexual feeling to that at all. Like you, it's very tight and close quarters. The only thing I personally worry about with the girls is that. In jujitsu, a lot of times, if you come up to your knees and like they're on their back and like their clothes guard or something, you post on their body. And if you go too high, if you don't like hit their rib cage, oh, you could you could be in a very inappropriate spot. It's like that is the big thing that I worry about because I do it to guys all the time. I don't care. I don't, I don't yeah. care if I grab their man boobs. But well, I mean, you are technically dangling your sack over her, so I mean. That is very true. You know, grabbing yeah. grabbing the boobs. Oh, again, it's, it's I, I think in jujitsu, it's kind of one of those things that's looked upon like. Don't do it intentionally. Don't be an asshole. But don't make no like. Oh God, I'm sorry. Like it's just if it happens, it happens. Move on. And you know if it happens again, like you're a dick, and she could she could probably yeah. kick you in the junk. But <laughs> if it happens nine or ten times. Now we're gonna have to have a talking to. No, there's no talking to. You'll get kicked out of the gym. Yeah. That's that's exactly how that goes. Because you got you got to protect your women. That, that's that's how it is. That's the protector in all yeah, of us. That like, probably wouldn't be a good place for like a guy to go try to cop a feel. Well, it's 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 such a hard. Should I say hard? It's such a difficult place for women to feel comfortable in, because it's a bunch of dudes. They're all sweaty. They all stink. They're gross. Like you know, if they're on top of you, they're sweating into your face and your eyes and your mouth. It's it's just what happens. It's part of the game, and and you need to feel comfortable to know that these training partners aren't trying to cop a feel or to grab your ass yeah. or to do whatever. Because some of these positions, it's going to happen. Like and there's there's no way around it. So it's. You need to be able to put them in a place where they can feel comfortable enough to roll with the guys to to not feel that way. See, and that's why I've, I've always thought, and you're going to call me super old school or whatever, I guess, but like I've seen like some videos of like, you know, on Facebook of like, you know, a female high school wrestler wrestling, you know, a guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, let her do what she wants or whatever. Then I'm also thinking about like the, the poor dude, like. That's a lose-lose situation yeah, for like, him. I mean, if he, had, he beats her, he's an asshole. Yeah. If he loses to her, he'll never hear the fucking and Not only end that, of it. but like, that's the first thing that's going to be going through a high school guy's mind. Like, it's like, how do I wrestle this girl and not like totally, you know, do something inappropriate? Yeah. And then, you or know, like, worst case scenario, pop a boner. I mean, it'd be bad with a girl, and it's worse with a guy, obviously. <laughs> but, <laughs> but those are like the huge fear. I mean, think about it. When you were fucking fifteen years old, you couldn't control it. There's nothing you could do. Like, it just get wearing just a, pop. yeah, wearing <laughs> like metal underwear. I mean, like. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you get like Woody's like for no goddamn like son of a bitch? Like you got to get get the hall pass, go out and like, slam it in a car door. I wasn't so even thinking about that. That hot girl I saw two periods ago. Like, damn it, what's going on? I mean, it's like obviously I'm joking here, but but 
being somewhat serious because I mean that's something that every wrestler boy oh, yeah. who's out there in his singlet worries about. Like fuck, like if it happens against a girl, it's one thing, but Jesus, if it happens against a guy, oh my god! <laughs> no, but seriously though, keeping that thing down. <laughs> but seriously though, it, it does make a good point though because it's 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 a rough spot for that that boy because again, if he if he wins, he's an asshole. If he loses, he's a, he's a bitch, and he'll never hear the end of it. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like. Is is that what we wanted to be doing to our guys? And the other part of me is like, fucking suck it up, cupcake. Like, you know, go out there and wrestle. If you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. Whatever. It's like, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, if she's better than you that day, then she wins. Like, the- yeah, but you're right though. Like, you could you're putting him in a position where if he loses that match, yeah. like, I mean, think of that you from think, a, you've a 15 that, year old boy. You destroyed him. He's, he's not a man. He's a boy. Yeah. But think of that from a 15 year old boy's like person like sense of view. Like now as like a middle aged man, I can kind of see that stuff. Like, who yeah. cares? Like, whatever. But. Oh man, it's it's a rough spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least she should at least have to go trans before she should wrestle. Can wrestle a dude. I mean, in my opinion, this one's simple. Like, if if you're going to be trans and you're going to be taking hormones and those kind of things, you need to wrestle against other trans. There needs to be a different a trans group. Yeah, yeah. there there needs to be a different yeah. uh, uh, division for mm-hmm. that. Like, if you say you're a boy. And you want to wrestle as a girl. I mean, if, if you excuse me, if you are like a biological female and you want to wrestle as a boy, then you should not be able to take any kind of hormones whatsoever because that's fucking cheating. Yeah, it just is what it is. So it's like either you deal with it and you wrestle as like you can wear whatever you want, dress like a boy, cut your hair like a boy, do whatever. Nobody fucking cares. Like you do you, you live your life. But if you're on fucking test and you're out there wrestling other girls who aren't on test, like that's fucking cheating. So there needs to be another division if we're going to allow that to happen. But the easiest one for that one is just like let's nip that in the ass and be like, no, it's not going to happen. If you're going to if you're going to wrestle like you're, if, you, if you're going to wrestle and you're a biological female, then you have to wrestle as a female on the female team, which is honestly one of the fastest growing sports here in, uh, in, the, in the country. It's huge in California, Arizona. It's the fastest growing sport in Texas for high school girls. Uh, there's a bunch of other like states that are starting to pick it up and they're starting to have whole teams. So that's great. It's it's an awesome place for that. But if they're going to identify as a boy and their parents are going to be stupid enough to let them fucking start taking hormones as a baby, then they should only be able to wrestle against other fucking trans men or girls or I mean, whatever the fuck you would I'm, I'm call l- that. I'm looking at the Olympic rules because I was curious if the Olympic – I figured no, 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 you, you, you can't look at that because well, the Olympics is all about making money. Yeah, but, but and listen, it's all about politics. Yeah, but so you would think that that they would be more progressive. No, on their, no, no. Yeah, they, they're about appeasing everyone and making money. They're not about fair sports. So you can be trans and do the Olympics, but you have to have a full. You have to have a completed sex reassignment surgery. So like, well, that must be recent because that wasn't the case not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, not to mention the test levels that they were allowing yeah. these like transgender women, like men who were competing as women. Like they said, well, you can only have a test level of this, which was like eight times more than a natural woman. It's like, that's the fucking cheating, you assholes. Yeah. So this is pretty much saying if you want to be a dude and run track as a woman, you got to have your nut. You got to give up the nuts. Well, again, they must have just changed that. But again, yeah. this one's simple. It's like. We need to make another division for the trans people. It's it's just how it goes. Like, I'm sorry. Again, I, I love you. I respect you. You can live your life however you want to. I don't care. Like, you do you. But you've now given up that chance to compete against women. You're just robbing these women of a chance to actually compete in the sport they've trained their whole lives for because you're a fucking cheater. Yeah. 
Oh boy, I'm trying to think if I even want to get into this, but well, we're gonna get into it because I had this epiphany the other day about this whole LBGTQ LMNOP thing, and all these people are coming up with all these bullshit ideas of what they're gonna call themselves and their pronouns and all this bullshit. You know, it's like I I come up with this in my mind again. I have to say it again. I'll fucking say it again, over and over and over again. It's like. You do you. You live your life. I don't care. Nothing's a problem with that. If if you think that you're a goddamn unicorn or a cat or a toad or what, I don't fucking care. You can do whatever you want to. It is no problem. But the fact that we're pushing these companies and policies and all these other um, religious groups or whatever, it's like we're pushing it on all these other things that we have to bend over backwards to the bullshit that you believe in. It's like, no, we shouldn't have to. Like, again, you can do you. You can live your life and I'll love you for who you are. I don't care. But you can't push your beliefs onto me. It should be treated the exact same way we treat religion. Because it's this is some stuff that you believe in that not everybody else does. There's no fucking scientific backing behind it, whatever bullshit you think you want to make up. It's like, again, you have the right to believe in those things and to live that way and to call yourself a cat and run around as a furry and piss in a litter box. I don't care. Again, you do you. I'll do me. It's no problem. And again, I'll love you for who you are. I've got no problems with that. But you don't get to push that on others. It's the same reason that we don't allow the Catholic Church to come in and say, hey, you're now going to be Catholic or we're going to fucking kill you. It's like, there's a reason we don't do that shit anymore. It's like, they did it for years, and guess what? It doesn't fucking work. Like, it's not good. You know, so again, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I don't care. But you should not be allowed to push it onto other people. And the fact that all the like all these companies nowadays are talking about all this diversity and equity and inclusion and all this kind of stuff, and it's like, granted, we should just love people, but this place has no place in the workplace. You should go there, do your job, and go home. Well, it's interesting because what you what you see here, and it's kind of echoing what you're saying here, is you're... And it's it's just and it, it, I'm in the same place you're at right now. Like I, as can, any logical person like, is, I was sympathetic to the to the to the trans community, just as I was, and you know, to an extent, you know, still am for any type of you know, I guess you could say, you know, call a, a marginalized group. But what I've seen, what I at least if 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 and all I have to really go by, I'll be honest, is Twitter. So yeah, I'm probably seeing the worst of them, just like you see the worst of everybody on there. But it is a group. It is a group of narcissists, and I, and I know this sounds dumb to say it because of 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 the fact that they are a minority. But it's they're bullies. I mean, if oh, you yeah. look at what they can do as a, as a group, they're very bullying. Especially for, you know, because what they're asking for is they want everything and they want it right now. And it's like, look. But it's, it's not even just that. It's you have to believe everything that I believe yeah. or you're a bigot or you're an asshole or you're a jerk exactly. or whatever. And, it's like, and we're going to ruin you and we're going to get you canceled from your job and fired. And yeah. We're going to take away your livelihood and like make sure your family goes homeless. Like, go fuck yourselves, you pieces of shit. Well, here here's the thing, too. It's in... in because you're talking about companies and stuff like that being bullied and they were bullied successfully. So you have to like, you can't be mad at the, at the trans community because they got, I don't know if it's really the trans community. It's these crazy assholes that come up with all the different, whoever's funding the pronouns and the bullshit. The trans people just want to be trans. Like if, if a guy feels like he wants to be a woman and wants to transfer over, that's fine. Let him do it. I don't care. But I don't think they're the ones 
that are pushing all this craziness. Well, it's, it's, it's these it's these kids coming out of these universities who've been taught this crazy indoctrination of like they're all beautiful and unique snowflakes. Like go back to Fight Club. You're not. You're the same decaying the way decaying organic matter as the rest of us. Right. Like it's it's just it is what it is. Yeah. So I think you know the companies that that succumb to that, which were most of them. Most of them. And, you yes. know, speaking specifically of like Hollywood and stuff like that. If you know, if I, I was watching a couple videos on this recently, um, a lot of the trends are kind of and you and you mentioned this before in another podcast about you know kind of when I go down a rabbit hole, of the abyss, and you know you always will say, hey, look, things swing back, the pendulum yeah, swings back, yeah. and you're already starting to see that where there's starting to be a lot the, more pushback, the yeah. absolute abysmal, abysmal numbers that a lot of these projects, you know, these new TV shows, Netflix adapt shows movies i don't, I don't want to just use the you know the pejorative of oh it's all woke it's all woke culture but it's it's basically it's it's entertain it's what entertainment looks like when you put diversity ahead of talent i just i don't care where the talent i don't care if it's jews blacks gays whatever but when you you put diversity again, well, again, above talent we're all one we're all people like we're all the same yeah. you're you're you put out a subpar product yeah, and you stop making money and now, so now what you're seeing now is they're trying to now scramble and realign again. And now you're getting complaints from, you know, the activist groups like, hey, all this progress we made over the last few years, it's, you know, we're starting to slide back into like the well, boys club and all that. And I'm like, that's because, look, the Hollywood boys club, it worked. It made billions and billions of money for a reason. Men, women, children loved the product of the Hollywood boys club. And yeah, of course, there were still women in there. But it was the best women that were in there. Not just you can direct a movie because you're a woman, you know, and, and we have to, we, that way we can check it off our box that we are. And, and I'm talking like a literal, pretty much checklist of okay, you have to have a so many each of your staff on the movie have to be minority. Yeah. So I'm saying you're literally checking a box saying here direct this movie. I mean, you look at like apparently this most recent, not maybe not the most recent case, but one of the most prominent cases recently was they had this whole Batwoman movie filmed shot ready packaged ready to come out they fucking axed it after it was done because they knew it was going to bomb so it's like companies now are are learning and it's like and it pisses me off because you know i'm a huge lord of the rings fan right and i'm sure i i haven't watched this amazon series i've heard nothing but bad shit oh, i've heard it was horrible I, I know they spent a billion dollars on it and i know that everybody i respect that likes tolkien and likes the original trilogy movies thinks it's shit so i'm going to kind of take their word for it and save myself some time come to find out they've already said that for the next season it's going to be all female directors so you might say okay well why is that a problem it's not a problem because they're female directors because but i'm not going to sit here and say something stupid like oh you can't a female can't direct a, a tv show or movie but yeah of course it's, not. it's so obvious what they're doing is they're they're protecting themselves from criticism by have with this all female director. Yeah, they're, they're they're pushing off this woke agenda. Exactly to try what to, I said would happen to with, take away yeah. from the shittiness that they actually did. Did you remember before the the presidential election how I said that, that Kamala Harris would be treated, whereas if she's legitimately criticized, that criticism will be dismissed. Yeah, it's, because it's hate crimes. You'll say it's yeah, because she's a woman she's, and yeah. she's of color or whatever. And, and at the same time, you'll also have illegitimate criticism from those people that makes it. You know that that creates that. You do have like those racists and people like that that, yeah. that will 
trash somebody just because they're a woman or she's black. And of course, then that gives those people something, the other people something to point back at, back on and say, oh, this is the only people that can criticize her. It's the same thing with this. Now you've got a whole female director crew. So it's like, okay, well, you want to criticize our show now? Well, now you're, now you're criticizing women, you know? Now yeah. you now you're you're just being misogynist. You're, you're trying to say the women can't play the game. Guess what? It's shit now. It'll be shit later. I don't care who they have putting in there, and they can put whatever scapegoats they want to. Oh no, you're just being racist or whatever because you know these these are women or what have you. And it's <laughs> like, like here's the thing: it's like whatever happened to the ideas of how about you promote the best person for the job, no matter their race, creed, color, sexual preference, whatever. It shouldn't matter. It should be the best people. And granted, we can obviously look back in history and see that some people are fucking assholes. And they would only hire white men because they were chauvinistic pigs. Like, obviously, that has happened. But we've gotten so far away from just hiring the right person for the job, the best person for the job, that it's just it's just become ludicrous. Yeah. I mean, granted, one of my favorite fucking directors is Nancy Myers. Like, she makes such good fucking movies. I love her sense of humor. She makes excellent films. If you've never heard of her, look her up and go fucking check out her movies because they're excellent. You'll love them. You know, and it's like, it's not that saying that, oh, she's not as good of a director as like these other men or whatever that's directing these great movies and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, she's good at what she does. She's fucking great. She's got a great vision. Her sense of humor is amazing. Like most of her movies are very, very funny. And I, I mean, I love them. They're great. Well, it pisses me off because it's like, I, I, walk, I look at what my kids do for entertainment and they don't give a fuck about movies. They yeah, watch TikTok. There'll be, be a movie every now and then that we, we want to go see, you know, but... Granted, what, when's, when's the last time you saw a fucking good yeah, movie? Yeah, like there's no like sitting around the TV watching a good movie and, you know, but like, you know, around the holidays and stuff and my, you know, Katie and I, we like to watch, you know, movies from, from our time growing up and it's like... Yeah, because yeah, they're fucking good. And obviously like, yeah, there's, there's, you're, you're watching the stuff with rose colored glasses, but you can't deny it. Like these fucking movies are great. Like, and I remember sitting down watching movies with my mom, my parents, my grandparents all the time watching. It was how, it was how I learned how adults talk to each other. It was how I, it was how I learned like what's funny. I, how I learned, here's what sarcasm is. Here's what, you know, here's how you act when you're, when you're angry. Here's what justified anger looks like. Here's what an evil person is. Here's what a good person, you know, you learn these things by watching these adult movie, you know, these movies that are technically made for grownups, you know, but, um, and it's like, there's nothing like that anymore. So it's like, you can't, why can't you just say, look, Old Jewish guys in Hollywood made the best movies. Let them make movies. You know, <laughs> like what gives what gives anybody the right to say, "Well, I should be able to do that too. I should be able to get that success." Like, well, here's the thing: you can either do it or you can't. Go fucking earn it. Go do it yourself. Put some independent films out, like everybody does. Get picked up on a good budget film, and then do a fucking good job. So like, you shouldn't be able to do it just because you're like a person of color or this or that or whatever. Like, it should be fucking about talent. I, I get the idea here, okay, right? You're looking at a, an established entity like Hollywood, okay? And you're saying, okay, this is established. It's an established moneymaker. Okay, obviously, just like being like a, a football coach, like if you're in the game, if you know people in the game, you're going to be in the game. They're going to invite you into the game. So it's like, okay, how do we get these other people from diverse cultures invited into the game so they can play too. So it's like, okay, that to me, that's noble. Okay. I get that. I understand that. But I also have to say at what expense to the product do we just let everything fly? You know, when I look at some of these Netflix shows and all this Marvel shit and all, all this comic book trash, I'm like, how much are we just going to tolerate? But it, it's like, we, it's it's almost like I feel like 
up through maybe the 90s, like where has the culture gone? Like the culture hasn't expanded. All we're doing is copying what we used to do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's a thousand percent the problem. So it's like. When's the last time you watched a movie that was original? You had Hollywood and that was what probably like in the early, I don't remember exactly, early 1900s. Okay. And then you had like the the golden era of Hollywood, like in the 50s and stuff like that. And then you had like the 60s and 70s, which ripped off of that, started to be able to add special effects, made it better. 80s perfected that 90s perfected on that so then you finally reach the pinnacle of that style of movie making since you've reached that you've gone nowhere else yeah it's all just remakes all you what was the best idea you had fucking 3d and that 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 fucking took a shit okay so it's like all you have now is remakes on what you've done now you there's nothing there's not a i don't want to say honestly the best new stuff now that's coming out is in the horror genre that's like the one genre that continues to kind of push the envelope as far as effects and not so much storytelling, but like as far as just movie making. But again, I, you I know? ask this question all the time. When's the last time you saw a fucking good movie? <sighs> like a like one that just like a brand new release? Yeah. I mean, I've seen some good horror movies, but I'm trying to. I'm, I know what you mean. You're talking about like a like, mainstream like, movie, like a generated, that, like a that, movie that that you, people would have flocked to the box yeah. offices for and watched. Everyone would have watched. Okay, it. I'll say that. Okay, let me say this. I think I mean, the last big movie I went to go see was Top Gun. The Maverick. In the theater. Yeah, Maverick. A great film. What an experience. Loved, I agree. Loved it. 100%. Loved it. Haven't thought about it since. Haven't thought about it since. When back in the day, I'd watch a movie, I'd get the DVD. Or watch I'd, it over and over I'd again. Tape, you know, back when I was really young, I'd put the, I'd learn how to tape it on my VCR off of HBO and stuff. Watch it over and over again till I could memorize it. Now I see a, good, a movie that's considered good that I'll watch and I'll be very thoroughly entertained about. I don't give a shit. After I leave the theater, I'm done with it. Yeah, it's it made no impact on me yeah. whatsoever. Listen, I'll disagree with that one because I liked it so much that I bought the DVD. Okay, and I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it again yet. You I'm are not, a DVD. You know, you are. I, you I collect like movies. I like DVDs. Yeah. Um, but I've been trying to watch more things on Netflix recently. I've been yeah. trying to watch newer movies. Good and luck. It's, that's the problem. It's like I, I was texting my friend Chris, you know, and it's like there's fucking nothing good on Netflix. I'm like scrolling through for an hour. Trying to like watch trailers and try to find a good movie and whatever, and all of them are just like shit. Yeah, like none of them are good. They've they've got unlimited budgets, best actors, access to all the good directors, producers, everything. They've got all the things that would make things great, and you watch them, it's like God, this is shit. They don't I, have the writers. That's I remember the problem. I remember the last time I was super excited for something new to come out, and it was like the new Star Wars. They were going to do the whole thing over again. I, I've talked about this obviously on the podcast before, and I watched it. I'm like, this is like the feminist version of A New Hope. Like, there's nothing new about this. Like, what the fuck is going on? And now they've got like our good, strong male role models now as slapstick characters and making fun of them and all this kind of shit. I'm like. I know Han Solo is not perfect, but Jesus Christ! Like, what the fuck are we doing here? I, I know, I know that Harrison Ford That's, hates that character and didn't want to play it, and all that kind of stuff. And I understand, but it's like I was so excited for the, what they could have done. But instead of actually hiring good writers and getting good directors, they just banked on special effects, no storyline, and they just sold it to a bunch of kids who ate it up hook, line, and sinker. And now they're doing all these spinoffs that I refuse to watch. Because the only thing I can do is vote with my dollars. Like, I will not watch that shit because it's like, what's the point? Like, it's not going to be anything different. Like, why am I going to waste my time? I mean, the, the formula for a new show is basically you have a strong female lead, okay? And then... All the guys are doofuses. And then, yeah. You, and any, no, there can be if, any if, strong if, male role If there's a models. white guy in that show, he's going to either be the bad guy, he'll be evil, but he could still be intelligent in that role. He could be smart and cunning. But if he's not evil, if he's a good guy... He's going to be a big bumbling, you know, what do you, you know, 
basically yes person to whoever this you know the strong fe- and look i it's i know it sounds like i've got a big problem with females <laughs> i you got to believe me i i don't i, I there's movies some Again, of the movies like I, these, movies, these are these are just truth female led movies that are some of my favorite movies the virgin suicides is one of my favorite movies that's female director female cast i mean it alien epic okay. i mean so it's like yeah but it's it doesn't even have to be a dude style movie with a woman in it i'm down with just with certain feminine movies, Marie Antoinette, uh, 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 Moulin Rouge, uh, Black Swan. So it's like I I don't need I don't need to see okay I don't need to I don't need like Linda Hamilton and Terminator to say okay now that's a good female role. But I will say like but it was it's not when you're <laughs> when you constantly have to see things that you don't see in real life. Like okay look in most of the time you don't see a one woman wrecking crew army go in yeah and and wreck an army so and have a bunch of like yes men underneath her like. I get the power fantasy, but it, it doesn't like. I, I don't. I don't no, feel no, no. it. It's, it's ridiculous because it, I watched a movie recently. I think it was called Red. I think there are people that would say that I'm a bad person for eh, not feeling like that, off. that not liking it. And like there was supposed to be like this Jason Bourne kind of thing yeah. where she was like this badass chick oh, and yeah. beating up everybody. It's like she's beating up like thirty dudes at once. Like, get no. the fuck no, out of here. That's no, not happening. It's not John Wick. It didn't even happen in like uh, Jason Bourne. Yeah, I mean, he'd only take on like a handful of guys at exactly. once. Exactly. And even John Wick uses a gun. He's not fucking yeah, but that's, karate that's chopping just everybody. Fucking murder porn. That's all that is. I, I'm really surprised. You're, I'm shocked that you don't like John Wick more than you do. That feels <laughs> like a mat movie. But no, no. My, my kind of movie is more Terminator. Yeah, okay. That's All my right. jam. I mean, like, what, The Last Crusade. Yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. The Matrix. Yeah, dude. You, what, you, there'll never be another movie made. Like, the, I saw the new Indiana Jones trailer, okay? Oh, God. I was so sad when I saw them. Okay. Like, God, don't no, fucking do it here's again. Here's the thing, man. Because they tried to do it with Shia LeBeau, and I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm saying, I, I watched that trailer, and I'm kind of like, my eyebrows raised a little bit. I'm like, this doesn't look that He's bad. a 90-year-old man. Here's the thing. I went back and watched it again, and it's like, it. The, my issue with it was... It w- it didn't look. It, you could tell it's so green screened and it's so CGI'd that there's just something about practical effects, which is why I like J.J. Abrams' first Star Wars movie of the new trilogy, because it just didn't look like a fake, mo- like Avatar. Okay, Avatar looks like a video game. Yeah, you know, I it's mean, supposed to. So it's like it. You don't. I. You're the thought of having a new movie of the same quality of those old, like even Dune. Which was came out a couple years ago than when they released it. Um, so great. I mean, one of the very rare new movies that I watched multiple times that I just really got into watching all the behind the scenes and everything. It was great, but it was like it wasn't. There's none of that like Star Wars magic or anything like that from way back in the day. Yeah. Like, and of course, part of that's just getting older, and it, that's the thing. It's like, it, it, is this but all also, just me looking? But at also, the, that film was groundbreaking at the time. With the new techniques they use for filming, with the ships and everything oh, yeah. else, I mean, it was literally revolutionary. What's revolutionary anymore? Again, like Avatar is about the biggest thing you could push at, but it's like even with that, yeah, just better computer it's, graphics. Yeah, it's just a fucking video game. It's, yeah, that's all it is. Yep. Yeah. Now, granted, I, I will say I've seen two movies here recently that I, I quite enjoyed. Besides Maverick, Maverick was fucking great. I was so glad I saw that in theater. Sure, I yeah, think, me I think too. that was the way to experience that film. No doubt. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that film. I've, I've watched one on Netflix called The Old Guard. Okay. And I enjoyed that one. That was good. Yeah. It was a different kind of storyline. Um, I've seen that one. The, 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 bad, the baddie, so, so to speak. And it's kind of like a little crazy. I mean, it's freaking Dudley from <laughs> Harry Potter, so that was kind of strange. But uh, it's like, that wasn't the best or whatever. But the storyline was good. The writing was pretty good. 
the effects were good. Like I enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it was solid. Um, and then another one that I've seen recently that I was actually surprised by was Den of Thieves. And that one is basically a heat remake from back in the day. Okay. But dare I say, it's, I mean, basically it's a modern version of heat is what it is, but it's the, it's like probably the best bank robbery film I've watched since watching heat. Now heat's a classic and heat blows it away for obvious reasons, but it's just, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I watched it thinking that this isn't going to be really worth it. It's going to be stupid. Like all these other fucking stupid Netflix movies that I've been watching recently. Yeah. But I was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at that movie. That came, that's almost a, you know, four or five year old movie. So it's, it, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's still, it's not it's like, new, new. Yeah. It's not new. It's not brand new. No, but it's still, it's, it's in this era where everything's just remakes. Oh, let's do a Matrix 10 and a, a Scream 73. I'm like, Guys, that new Scream, Matrix movie. Scream One was great. Scream Two was bad. Scream Three was worse. All right. Scream Four was dog shit at best, but I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a nice throwback. It was good writing, twists and turns throughout. Okay, cool. I like it. It's a great way to just end it and let, let these let these older actors go. But now that they're all ninety, they're gonna fucking do another one. I'm like Jesus Christ, fucking stop! No. Like, like oh, well, we made money before. Let's do it again. Like. How about you get a new role? How about you get some better writers? How about, I don't know, do something different. I don't know. Jesus. No, it's, it's you know, um, and I play a lot of video games, but you see it, it's it's worse in the video game industry because, you know, so much money goes into making one, like, big game, so much resources and, like, years of work. So it's like they know they have to ultimately sell as many copies as possible. And what that all that leads to is just iteration on iteration, sequels, games that are just they play exactly like each other they're all like go out you know into the big open world here's a bunch of missions shoot these guys you know and it's like that's pretty you know unless you really like start digging for like games made by smaller developers you're basically just playing the same game all the time and it's like they're encouraged not to be creative so they can make money because you're like oh if we take too big of a risk and it doesn't pay off we just threw away years of of work here so it's like we can't even afford to be creative so I don't know where you go, where we go from here. Let I mean, people let people be creative. You're gonna you're gonna put some flops out there. It's gonna happen. Yeah. But then good stuff will come from that. Like we've got to get away from this. Well, that made money. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Like give us something different. Yeah. That's why you want to like when I talk about like the momentum of government. It's the same. The momentum of of entertainment is the same thing. It's like. It's, it just seems like the, products the, the culture so that we're in, the society, it's like, it's just stuck in this old stuff. It's oh, like, it's fuck, we got to get away from it. Yeah. And I, I think too, like, what's it going to be like when, say like my eight-year-old son, when he's, you know, 45, 50 years old, it's like, what culture would he, did he ever develop to pass on to his children and grandchildren? You know, what are they going to be, what are they going to be entertained by then? Yeah. I mean, are we just going to have the Coliseum by then? We'll just go watch... Maybe we'll just get back to watching Gladiators no, again. I think I think people will plug into this virtual reality to go live a real life instead of living their own boring life. That, yeah, I don't see how it doesn't go there eventually. I don't see how it to, could because to, most people are weak and they want the easy things. They don't want to go out and put in the work to do the hard things and go earn it for themselves. Yeah. They'd rather just lose themselves in video games and all that kind of stuff. So it's just going to push into the next phase of it where they're living their life that way. I could see this. Like you come home, you sit in this chair, you you plug in like your catheter – and then you plug in like a food source IV, and then you just like it'll be a big flat eat, blob. And, and like then you wallet. go, you literally go live another life for like eight hours, you know. Until, they won't even go to work until it's out of it. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, like that's nobody wants to fucking work now. Jesus, 
I mean, you go anywhere and like everybody's like struggling to find people to be there and like hospitality has gone like way, way down because all the good servers or whatever, like a hospitality people have left and gone elsewhere. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, like, but they're gone because you, I, I went to uh, George's Lounge, my favorite bars oh, yeah. in Canton the other day and it's like, there was hardly anybody there. Like, no, there's no good servers. I mean, the the stuff coming out of the kitchen was half-assed at best. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like it was it was a shadow of what it used to be. Yeah. And it's like they just can't get help. And I understand it. Like they're struggling. So I'm trying not to be too negative on it, but it's just like what the fuck. Like, yeah, I, I I know just personally. Like my expectations have have gone way down. They have to over the last couple. I mean, of years. you have to. Like, um. And it's weird. You almost you just you. It's very natural now, and it's it's you know it's weird how quickly humans can become accustomed to things. They're just like you go into a place, look for it. You, it's always there, and it's like, yeah, we don't have it. It's out. Can't get it. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, it's just like when it become you know a normal thing. Um, you know, probably will eventually iron itself out. But like I said, it does show kind of like how easily we can be um, conditioned to kind of accept change, and maybe. Maybe that's a good thing to an extent because it means that maybe we're more flexible than, uh, than as a, as a society than maybe I thought we were. Um, but it also kind of shows maybe just how much we just want to zone out and not have to deal with anything. I think that's more the problem. You know, not people have to just don't want to deal with it. and They don't want to confront anything. Yeah, so they just, just whatever. Yeah, they just like yeah, say whatever, move on. Yeah, it's gonna be. I. <laughs> it's weird, but I feel like you know what do we got? Maybe another. 30, 40, if we're lucky, years left. Maybe. So if we get to that point, man, just we'll be checking out right on time, I feel. Like, <laughs> I don't know what society is going to look like then, but I have a feeling like we'll be like, yes. I have a, I have a feeling go. it's going to be much more difficult for our children than it was for us. Oh, man. I Much more difficult. Yeah. Like I've never bought into like the, well, I'm not having kids because I don't want to, I don't want to bring kids into this world. But I, you know, now that I have kids, I, I get it. Like it's, I do sometimes feel like, man, these kids are going to have to deal with some shit. And it's like, the only reason they're going to have to deal with it is because I decided to conceive them, you know? So it's like, um, you almost feel guilty for like, man, like I'm, I was talking to my oldest son, like, you know, but about you, trying to buy a house sometime. And like, I don't know how you're going to do it, man. But, I, I but you can also look it. at it the other way around of saying that, Hey, that's the way to fix society is to bring up good kids and to let them go out there in the world yeah. and, you know, kick ass. Because like, I, I tell my daughter this all the time. It's like, she she gets super nervous about interviews or looking for jobs or that kind of stuff. And I'm like, hey, kiddo, like, remember, you're going to interview against other people your age. Yeah. Like, you can look a, an adult in their eyes and shake their hand and talk to them and be confident and, you know, enunciate your words and do those kind of things. Kids today can't fucking do that. Yeah. You know, because, like, their parents let them just fucking play on their goddamn iPads and their fucking iPhones their whole lives and play fucking video games and never interact with other humans. Like, they, they fucking let their kid do this. So why do they do that? So they can fucking scroll for butts on Instagram on their own fucking phones. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. So I always tell her, it's like, everyone that you go interview with is going to want to fucking hire you. Yeah. It's like, now you got to decide, is this who I want to work for? Like, is this the kind of team that I want to be involved with? Is it worth my time? Like, that's what you need to go in there with. Because every interview she's ever had, like, they call her back into, like, we would love you to work here, please. Like, she's got a job now. She's like serving you know and she loves it and they like bumped her up to like head service where she's like now training people and doing that kind of stuff they're putting her behind the bar she's learning how to bartend like she's moving up so fast yeah. because she's personable she's fun she does a good job she goes in there works hard she doesn't fucking play around on her phone like she remembers people's orders like she's 
she's doing a good job. I mean, granted, she's done it for years. Like, yeah. used to be a barista at like a drive through coffee place where you're just hustling and busting your ass the whole time because it's fucking lying around the, the fucking parking lot because nobody wants to walk into a coffee store and talk to a human and get their coffee. They want to just go through a drive through But, yeah. I mean, that's like all the time. Whenever I'm like around with my kids and we see like another kid, whether it's a 20 year old kid or 12, and I'll tell them like, like, those are the people you're going to be competing for jobs. Exactly. So you know what? And you're going to smoke them. I'm like, yeah, like don't be don't be discouraged when you see your peers acting like that because that's who you're going to be hiring, who you're going to be interviewing against. And I like your chances. Yeah, true story. All right, well let's wrap this bitch up. Jesus, it's been a while. These things go so fast. <laughs> Damn. So you have any uh, closing thoughts, sir? Well, first, I mean, obviously it was great to be back. Um, it's good to have you back. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, kind of coming over here, just thinking like, man, I haven't done this in so long. Like, did, like, and how's it? You know, how's it work? How's it gonna work? How's it gonna go? <laughs> What's our flow gonna be like? What yeah. are we gonna do? But uh, no, it was yeah. It's it definitely reminds me of of uh, how much fun it is. I would definitely like to you know get Jake back in here and get that crazy shit started again. <laughs> get get him going again. I'm sure we could do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. I mean, a hundredth episode. I mean. Let me say congratulations, man. I mean, I remember when you were just tossing this around. Um, uh, I, you know, just with coming into it with no experience. I remember you and I sitting down talking about it. Yeah. And I was so nervous. And it took me months oh, to yeah. decide whether I was going to get started or not. Because I knew how much of myself I would have to share and be open and honest with yeah. to, to do this. And that was a big struggle for me because I'm a very, very closed off person. I only share myself with the people who are very, very close to me. So the idea of putting myself out there for all these strangers who are listening is like, it's a very daunting task uh, at the beginning. Now it just seems like, okay, I'm just going to share my thoughts and whatever happens, happens. If people like it, great. If not, whatever, that's fine. It's just just my own thoughts and opinions. And hopefully they'll evolve over the next few years as as hopefully they have in the last few. But well, yeah, it, was I mean, a, it was a big decision for me. And I know you've been there for me since before the beginning and all the way through. And I, I greatly appreciate all your help, sir. You know, like, yeah, like no matter what happens, like you've always forever got a hundred, at least a minimum of a hundred conversations that you know that you'll that are they'll always be there so it's like i know you kind of like scoff at your it, it, it sometimes you know you're listening numbers and stuff like that but man like <laughs> our, I, I our mean, dozens of listeners yeah i mean you, you you should be proud of that man that's that's great i mean you gotta hey, you done build something good here it's like you and i talk about all the time it's like this this is part of my therapy sure you know it's like i love this i love sitting down with you i love sitting down with the other people we have on the podcast like it's very different than what I thought it was going to be when I first started, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying it way more because like, I don't get enough time to see the people that I love. And, and this is a great time where we can sit down and not be on our phones and not be worried about anything else and, and just be present in this conversation and looking at each other across the table here. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a great time. It's a, it's a great time to spend with my friends and the people that I love. And hopefully I'll get to expand that into new friends and that'll turn into to bigger things hopefully in the future. And we'll see where things go. Who knows? Yeah. Get on that uh, 200th episode will be here. Before, before you know it, before yeah. you know it, another, right? another, another four years. If society doesn't, doesn't collapse first, so <laughs> yeah, we, four years we should be all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ten maybe. I don't know. That might be pushing. Only it. yeah. What do we got? Like only another couple of years to another election cycle. Uh, uh, Christ, if fucking Trump runs again, the content, I don't the know. content never cease. Will never cease. I don't know if I can 
We'll always Which, have. Content. I don't know if I can stand for that. I, I, I know you didn't just set it up to, for the for the outro and then bring up Trump. Can, <laughs> can someone please just be a reasonable person and run for president instead of these crazy fucking assholes? Please, I, I implore you. Oh. Well, I mean that's probably a podcast for another time. But yes, dear God, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm hoping we kind of. I hope my my conservative brethren here see the light and 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 purge so to speak. Yeah, get rid of fucking Trump. We do not need that toxicity in our lives anymore. All right. Well, uh, thank you again, sir, for coming over. Always great to see you. And we will see you guys next time. Peace out, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up another great episode. It's always good to sit down with Andrew. He and I have not done enough of that lately as as you might have realized from all the things that he's been going through, he's had a lot on his plate and we just haven't made enough time and we need to make more time in the future. And that's something that's been big for me recently is spending a lot more time with the people that I love, doing more activities, more things, gaining more experiences and just making more memories. That's definitely more of what I'm into these days. Uh, seems to be much more important to me than a lot of other things that I used to think were very important. And I think those have kind of, I mean, they're still there, obviously, but they've kind of fallen on the wayside. And right now, making memories is kind of what I'm all about. Um, If you guys are still listening, thank you so much for all of your support. It really does mean the world to me. Watching the podcast grow over these past four years has been so, so much fun and so, so interesting. And I mean, I've said it all the time. It's like, even if no one was listening, I would still do this. Obviously, there's... Not many people listening, and I still love doing this. It's so much fun, and I, I really enjoy it. And and hopefully, you know, the, the listeners are enjoying that themselves at least a little bit, you know. And, and if you're not, you know, hopefully we'll get better. <laughs> so hopefully in the future you'll start to enjoy yourself. I don't know. It's always a possibility. I'm certainly trying to get better every day. That's that's for damn sure. That that is. <laughs> I definitely don't want to be the same old fuddy-duddy I was a couple of years ago. If I haven't changed. You know, in the next couple of years, then I think we got some problems for sure. And please call me out on that. Uh, But if you want to support the show, please keep doing what you are doing. Talk about it with friends. Share it on social media. And important, most important thing right now we can do is go out to wherever you're listening to this and leave it a five-star review. That is the biggest thing we can do right now to get the show bumped up in the rankings, found in searches, and all that kind of good stuff. And we can get new people checking out the show. And if you guys have any questions for Andrew and myself or any topics you want us to cover, uh, feel free to drop us a line. You can go to uncensoredhumanity.com and fill out the contact us form, or you can send us an email at uncensoredhumanity.com podcast at gmail.com so if you send those in we will get those answered on an upcoming episode well that is all we have time for this week you guys have yourself a merry christmas and we'll talk to you next time